Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Rich, you, uh, you host this one. All right. Welcome to Blank Slate. Oh, thanks for pushing play. Never mind. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Baby, I ain't ashamed of a backslide. Um, welcome to Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. Uh, it is I, uh, one of your co-hosts, Rip. Camalucci uh, here in Chicago, uh, bringing you our, our uh, a twist on our annual Oscars pod. Uh, joining me uh, in the Zoom room uh, in where is it now Castleberry, Florida, Claremont, Florida, Claremont, Florida, don't Orlando. Don't confuse people. Yeah, you know, Orlando's large. It is uh, in Claremont, Florida. It's mullet. What's going on? At my wife's on a, a work trip in Boston. The daughter's asleep, which means the Teen Wolf Cup comes out with the alcohol. So let's uh, let's win one more movie-related thing this year, huh? Uh, speaking of winning movie-related things, co-creator of Hollywood Hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in Richmond, is it? Yeah. It is Richmond, right? Richmond, Virginia. Connor, uh, 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 welcome back to the blank slate because this is where we've put Hollywood Hardwood and welcome to the first time to uh, uh, this new iteration of the blank slate and this weird twist we're going to do on the Oscars pod. Oh, thanks for welcoming me, Rip. The people have been clamoring. People stop me on the street. They say, are you the creator of two time podcast period Hollywood <laughs> Hardwood? And I say the people, the people know what's good. The people know what they want. Were you one of the two people that was told a couple of days in advance they had to put a forty-five minute show together because other podcasters from across the country were unreliable? I believe that's true, and I believe I still managed to take uh, forty minutes of the forty-five minute slot when we were you and I mullet were supposed to split it fifty-fifty. Just the second time, the first time was, a, <laughs> was a, the first time was an even fifty-fifty. The second time, I was happy because all my questions sucked. So. <laughs> I uh, a good team. You know, I looked back somewhat recently at the pictures from Hollywood Hardwood, and I was like, man, we really held on to those basketball jerseys a couple years too long. They did not fit us. We, we should have just given up and hoisted them to the rafters. Yeah. As, as somebody that currently buys double XL basketball jerseys out of necessity, you're 100% yeah, correct. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like the Peja Stojakovic jersey just has to get retired at this point. <laughs> I'm not 23 anymore. I think the first year of Hollywood Hardwood, I actually bought at some like consignment, like clothing store in Chicago, a Drazen Petrovich jersey. I have worn exactly zero times. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it upstairs. Out of respect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Rich oh, augured this thing are, in. <laughs> these are great times. I'm sorry. I, this is just all great memories. Um, <laughs> but here we go. Let's make some new great memories. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't real harebrained idea about a week ago um, that I kind of, you know, workshopped around a little bit. 
And I think this what we landed on is uh, pretty good. What we're going to do is uh, uh, instead of our traditional formal Oscar pod where we just go through the categories and kind of talk about a category by category. Um, I said, hey, let's let's see if we can actually adopt that conversation into what our new gimmick is now, which is draft things in the draft kings, kings font. logo yep yes. gotta work on that um, thank you uh so what we're gonna do is we are going to draft all of the movies that have been nominated for academy awards and use these draft picks as jumping off points for the conversations uh we will there are 34 nominees so there will be one movie that will be left out in the cold mm -hmm. uh but there will be one extra round added because we also will be drafting wild card picks uh in the form of movies that did not receive a single nomination yes. from the academy of motion picture arts and sciences so I have so I have two questions. Well, I have three things. Number one, Rich, you said this a hairbrand idea. This was brilliant because mm -hmm. one of the most consistent things we've had is the Oscar talk, and yeah. it normally runs about as long as the longest Oscar movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that this is good. Um, two, my question being for the wild cards, are we allowed to take those at any time, or are I we, was are we I having was, a, a, a dedicated final wild card round? I was going to ask. Um, Either way, uh, 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 I was leaning a little bit more towards it being a true wild card and being able to be taken at any point. I'm fine with that. I think we got to ask ourselves, fellas, what, what brings the most subterfuge and intrigue into this mm -hmm. draft? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's to let that wild card pop mm -hmm. off whenever. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I agree. Yes. So we only, we each only get one. So yes. make, make it count, make but it count. I, I think that's fair. And I will remind both of you that Mrs. Harris goes to Paris is nominated, <laughs> therefore cannot be a wild card. Don't have to burn it. You don't yeah. have to burn it you, in a wild can. card. You got to hold on to Mrs. Harris. Uh, my final question was, um, if you want to, and not much of a question, but it's like explain to people, people are probably at like home, like doing their math. I'm like, well, wait a second. What? Th that doesn't work. Uh, we are disqualifying from the conversation all of the short oh, subjects, yeah. um, so live action, documentary, and animation, and also the documentary feature uh, category to allow us to actually know what we're talking about. Because usually yeah. when we have that conversation, we're like, ah, this one's got a funny title. So that one. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I actually heard good things about this. Oh, Reza Med directed this one. I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... This is for your benefit. You don't want to hear us talking about things that we don't know. Yeah. About. It's going to be bad enough for doing it for that. Yeah. This, this podcast is already the equivalent of your year of dicks. You don't need to hear us talking about it more. So, so true story. I had a, I had to get like blood work done when the, the nominations were announced. So like, I was like watching them as I was like walking in and like in the waiting room. And like I turned the volume up to like like hear what they was talking about, and I did it right when someone went a year of dicks, and everyone was like giggling. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, what? I got I gotta get engorged before they take the blood. <laughs> everyone thinks I'm a pervert watching porn. I'm just watching the fucking Oscar nominations. Um, cool. All right, did we did we handle it? I think we handled the damn thing, right? 
Well, now yeah. we got to get a uh, we got to get a, a draft order. I'm, I'm I, pulling up the wheel of names now. Can I ask you fellas a question before oh, we jump right into shit, it? I got to yeah. fucking set Here, that yeah. up. Here's my only question. Yeah, my go question for it. is uh, without getting into the specifics of this of the movies of this year, what grade would you give this year of movies? Would you give 2022? It's an excellent question. Um, I would give it as of right now, from what I've seen, I would give it a C. Probably just a C. I was leaning towards C minus, but in the last couple days, a couple of the other ones that I saw jotted like jumped up for me. Um, we're still in that COVID transition where last year I think we had a good crop of movies that were born out of it and now this year we had stuff that was like gestating maybe a little too long uh it was also a year of like disappointments because there's a lot of movies that either are like woefully not woefully but like largely not here that were expected to be here <laughs> from a lot of yeah. big uh so i think this was the swing in the miss year whereas this year that we have that we're in currently i think is going to be like 2019 all over again so well also like such a big thing from this year for me that at least I've gotten into personally uh, is just like all the fucking backstage intrigue and campaigning and shit like that. Um, that has just like dominated so much of the narrative for me in addition to like a few other narratives. So like if you're just looking at the movies as a, you know, j just the text, you know, yeah, I probably gotta lean towards mullet, like see, C plus, you could talk me into a B minus. Um, but when it goes comes with like, ooh, but all the other stuff, you know, what, what, how things got nominated, how things didn't get nominated, how studios didn't just, just didn't fucking run campaigns for a whole handful of fucking certain type of movies. Yep. Um, uh, 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 oh boy, it's been delicious. Do you do echo those, Connor? Yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd probably go about a B minus or so. Like I, I feel like you can you can make a roster of five or six solid movies. There's no like uh, Mark McGuire home run season no. movie that's just outpacing everybody. You know, there's man. Not, when are they going to do that movie? Ah, uh, yeah. Put Bill Burr in the in the goatee makeup <laughs> and that guy from the <laughs> Blood Diamond uh, trailer, Rich, who insisted with Sammy Sosa for 15 years. <laughs> you know the one. That's the. That's the most fucking inside joke you can goddamn make. <laughs> That's the one moment Tony's gonna miss on this podcast. Right. Here's um, my uh, here's my thing. I'll go B minus for the films. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think we have the potential for like a D to D minus. How the Oscars will age in terms of the movies that endure, mm, versus yep. what uh, actually was released this year. I've been so so curious about that because like there's one movie. Like I'm, there's several movies that I've already rewatched. Mm -hmm. There's other movies that I like I'm looking forward to rewatching for the next twelve fucking years, mm -hmm. you know. And then there's other movies where I'm just like, I am in love with this, but am I going to even think about this? Yeah, you know, this is a this is a year of narratives. We're getting swept up in the Oscar narratives, and then as they always do, the narratives are going to be dead five years from now. We're going to go like, oh. Like we we got really into Jessica Chastain and the eyes of Tammy Faye, but no one has ever mentioned that movie again since then. No, Michael Showalter doesn't even remember he made that movie already. <laughs> uh, I, I did have an, another question, and I, I know the answer, but I just want to confirm for the people listening as well. So we don't have to draft things that we've seen first. If we just feel like 
Yeah. The second round pick is this, and we have no say in how mm-hmm. it actually was. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. We're just taking so, it off of personal enjoyment mm-hmm. slash its value and worth as a movie. And I'll use that to go and say also that uh, the purpose, like what we are drafting for, mm-hmm. uh, our, our, our purpose, if you will, uh, is to... Um, it's not like, oh, we're not trying to rack up the most uh, uh, Academy Awards per no. team or anything like that. Um, we're going to throw this out on Twitter like we do all the rest, and we're just drafting what we think is the best roster of movies. Who I was on a cruise when the other poll. Who won Blunt Rotations, by the way, Rich? Um, you did. Sweet. I, I know it was close, but I just wanted to – I was just curious. Yeah, he it knew. was. He uh, knew the answer to that question before. No, no, yeah, like, no, I know, I know, I know. I, you just gotta fucking like, like give it to him, you know. I was right. listening to fuck. I was listening. Okay, so I was listening to the Todd Field WTF today, and um, he was talking about um, like one of his fucking movies. Uh, is that me number one? Yeah, Rip, you got first pick. Okay. Um, and uh, the movie, like they made the movie, uh, and it got bought by fucking uh, Miramax and Weinstein, um, and uh. Who's second? It's Connor. Um, and fucking uh, 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 Todd Field got fucking buddy buddy with Tom Cruise yeah. on uh, uh, whatchamacallit, I know this story. Um, Eyes yeah. Wide Shut. And so when <laughs> Weinstein buys the, the movie, Todd Field calls Tom Cruise and he's just like, man, this fucking sucks. Like Weinstein's like a piece of shit to fucking work with. And Tom Cruise says, do this exactly as i say it's gonna take about six months three to six months but you will release the movie you want to release and it was basically like so weinstein fucking called and was like oh we need to you know fucking change all this chop this up or whatever uh you know and then we test that and and he's just like hey whatever you want and he's in there he's fucking helping him chopping him up and stuff like that and then that gets a shitty fucking test score and then, you know, it fucking keeps building back, building back, build back better. Is that where fucking he got it from? Uh, and then he fucking ends up being able to release the movie he fucking originally cut because it fucking scores higher because, of course, it fucking does. This is this is an incredible, incredible preamble into Rip drafting Top Gun Maverick with the first overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise saving the movie business 20 years ago still. Except Steven Spielberg wasn't as drunk and slobbing all over him when he says it. <laughs> is that is that Steven Spielberg's Joe Namath moment? <laughs> I want to no, kiss no. you, Tom Cruise. No, I want to see Tom Cruise in the Susie Colbert biopic. <laughs> Still jumping I'm, off of shit. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise has had that haircut before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's going to be inspirational because she does have 12 toes the hard way, according to Tony Kornheiser. So. <laughs> um, I right, thought so- that was Linda Cohn. They both do, whatever. <laughs> between between the two of them, they have three dozen toes. <laughs> uh, all right, so the order uh, is Rich, Connor, then me. Okay, so I get the snake. Uh, I Why did I hear that in the fucking, uh, uh, to the fucking melody of Gaston? Between <laughs> the two of them, they have three dozen toes. I don't know, but uh, Rich, you are on the clock. Uh, with my number one pick, I am taking... Everything, everywhere, all at once. What a surprise! Mm. I I know it's I know it's chalk. I but I and I know it's the number one overall you know consensus pick. But you've seen the movie, yeah. You know what it does. 
it's weird that for oh I forget I always forget about Nomadland, but I was gonna say for the past three years, but let's throw that year away because that year barely counts. Uh, the past three years, besides that year, Chalk to me has legitimately been the best movie and the one that has won. Yeah, Coda was my favorite movie last year. In 2019, it was Parasite, and uh, this movie is gonna make me cry until I'm 95 years old. So, um, was that your number one as well, Connor? I think this movie is overrated. Oh yeah, boy, there already it there it is. Yeah. There he is. Uh, we're, we're, we're at the, we're at the, the multiverse stock price is the highest it will ever be. Sure. And, uh, I, I think, and they got it in, they got it in before the fucking rest. We are headed for the FTX crash of the multiverse (laughs) in the next (laughs) two years. And we're going to look back and we're going to say, we value that's going to be caught holding the bag. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to say we valued that that much. I don't know. Look, let, full disclosure: I watched everything everywhere all at once on uh, day six of a of a twelve day COVID isolation in this very basement. So, <laughs> it's like coke binge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I was the COVID bear uh, locked in my basement, uh, and I, you know, I, like I, I I don't like to be the guy who's throwing this out there, but I Fine. think it was it was a little more sizzle than steak to me. Like, I when, when I, did you see it? uh august okay so i saw it like january so i saw it i literally had people who i haven't spoken to in like years texting me knowing that i'm like a movie podcast guy and i own thousands of movies like have you seen this movie yet you're gonna love it so that's like a high fucking mountain for that movie to climb for me to wait to january to see it and for me it somehow did so that's why i was interested when you saw because i think you kind of fall in the middle of like the doldrums of it. Yes. It wasn't right yeah, when yeah. it first came out and it's not now when it's like the peak of everyone's conversation again. So maybe, maybe revisit it and not have COVID number one. Uh, yes. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the dream. Uh, I liked it. Look, it's, I thought it was fine, but like, uh, I, you know, I, I tend generally, and this is going to be the, the, the like uh, most pretentious thing I say on this podcast. That's a a challenge. (laughs) I know it is. I I tend to have an inverse relationship between how many cuts there are in a movie and how much I like it. Mm. And there were like a a million cuts in everything everywhere all at once. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm a a simple man. I I hear here. I see your pretentious remark Mm. um, and I raise you um, uh, uh, to how to make yourself sound really dumb a few years later on a podcast um i think we're gonna look at everything everywhere all at once in the in that like kind of that multiverse sort of style of telling like oh that era like that's gonna be like the um oh god what was okay god see i can't you know what i jumped in before I knew plane. how to fucking no, I can't land. Come the on, plane. Sully. I Come on, Sully. It. Oh boy, the birds! I got birds everywhere. <laughs> oh, this is Eastwood directing, man. We got one take at this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Connor with the second pick. <laughs> oh, this is podcasting, baby. <laughs> uh, um, I was gonna fill in the sense for you, but no, fuck you, drown. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> It's gonna help you. Nope. I'm drowning in birds. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know. No, I was I was gonna come up with one because I think yeah. it's, I think it's gonna age very well. Right. But where I wanted to get was basically like comparing 
like this to 3000 years of longing and it based and then comparing 3000 years of longing to longing to like what dreams may come um and then like trying to think of what the good equivalent of what dreams may come was that's what i was that's where i was trying to like end back up at because that's what i needed to start with inception yeah 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 three movies yeah yeah Yeah. boom thank you i'm glad we actually guys thank you so much for dragging that out of me i'm glad we workshop this you're welcome that's one of the nicest things (laughs) we've both ever done for you (laughs) uh with my first pick i'm taking what to me is kind of the antithesis of everything everywhere all at once in terms of movie making and my favorite movie of the year which is i'm taking tar yeah as soon as you said Yep. The less cuts in a movie, the more I like it. I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna steal tar from me. Yep, I'm taking tar. Um, tar blew me away. I love tar. Uh, it, it flew by. I, normally, I'm a like every movie is 45 minutes too long. Guy. Yeah, um, especially lately. Yeah, it's yeah. Been, it's you're not alone in that. Oh, it's bad. You like who would have thought that uh, overbearing studios who actually edit films for their auteur directors would become the heroes of the story. Uh, but that's what the Irishman did to the world. Uh, and I, Tar is great. It's such a good performance. Um, it takes its time. Um, and like, I, I know a movie's good when I, I remember the set, like when I feel like I could trace out her apartment in, mm. uh, in Munich or Berlin or wherever that Berlin. Um, and which, why should I be able to do that? But I think I could do that. Strong so. Misan Sen. If oh, my, the, that's the, my that's my pretentiousness here. Yes, there we go. The Sen, the Sen was Misan all over that movie. Yeah, it um, was it was it was third on my list. Um, and it'll probably be the like the one five years from now that people are like, it was this actually, which I I, I think everything real will will hold on a little bit more. But um, for a two hour and forty minute movie about essentially, you know, just you know classical music conducting mm-hmm. uh i was enthralled the entire time which is if you know me not what's gonna, i could barely sit through a 40 minute orchestral show at a cruise a couple weeks ago let alone a 245 minute movie uh you know about it so well first off that's too long for an orchestral show on a cruise 40 minutes is like on a cruise 40 minutes on a cruise is like four hours on land yeah. oh well, especially i was on my fifth fucking jaeger and red bull and i was trying to get to the casino because i already won two poker tournaments um did she I, just like happen to walk through an orchestral you, concert? You like, don't oh, understand. I'll sit, okay. You don't understand. Christopher James Mullet is the fucking uh, fucking uh, King Bowser of of true. cruise ships. Look, listen. Of Shanana. It was the, it was Princess. Their entertainment sucks, but my my wife's family convinced me to go to this one show because it's orchestral pop music. Cool. No, it wasn't. It was opera, and they just threw fucking Skyfall and Thunderball in the middle of it. I'm not making that up. They were singing fucking like, like Norma Desma and fucking then Thunderball, and it's like, what? There's no, this has no congruity to it. Um, congruity. <laughs> Bring congruity back to the cruise. The cruise entertainment needs congruity. When I was a kid, the cruises were congruous. Um. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, Tar's fucking great. Um, yeah. I my 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 one sadness because everything else about Tar absolutely delighted me, and I can't. I look forward to rewatching that movie for the next fucking dozen years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I'm sad is that we won't ever be getting a J.K. Simmons versus Kate Blanchett mm. celebrity death match. <laughs> 
hey, don't hold out hope. I can get yeah. famous and bring that show back. That was not my with that show. Not with that attitude. Well, the judge is dead. We can we can get get up. Get Herb Dean from UFC. I don't fucking know. It's the only other famous kind of ref that I know. Um, <laughs> the judge, I is, saying, the judge is dead. Robert Duvall is dead. Star of the judge. So Robert Duvall reminds me of a segue. This is that sounds weird. Uh, but two two things. Uh, I'll do the Robert Duvall thing first, so I can remember the other one. So every year, Entertainment Weekly does like a long interview with several secret Academy voters that are explaining their ballot. So I was reading that um, earlier on today and the actor I'm almost positive was Robert Duvall. Cause like, boy, did he hate all the controversy about uh, fucking Viola Davis not getting nominated and I'm liberal, but wokeness has to die. I'm like, this is Robert Duvall. <laughs> he kept um, saying that Yellowstone should have been nominated. And he absolutely hated everything about tar. He shits all over Kate Blanchett, whoever this is. It's not Robert Duvall, but probably is. He's like, Kate, I hope I never have to watch Kate Blanchett walk through a door in a movie ever again. Roundabout quote. He's like, she just, you can tell she's acting. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy hates women. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> extremely <laughs> <laughs> I think he literally does say at one point, uh, he votes for Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Hsu because they are the Asians. Um, again, I'll send you guys the link afterwards. This article I, is wild. I think this was James Woods, not right. <laughs> I picked Videodrome. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was I thought, Rich, you were going to say you were sad that uh, we will never get uh, Apartment for Sale in Best Original Song. <laughs> oh, my God. What an incredible scene. I... So I'm uh, currently uh, uh, doing a uh, It's Always Sunny uh, watch through. Mm -hmm. And I swear, Kate Blanchett is doing a Dennis Reynolds impersonation for the first third of that movie. Because <laughs> she, the way she's just like talking and like the meter in her, her in her cadence, it's like a full on Glenn Howerton. It was but I'm also probably just seeing that. But it was still incredible so you're doing an it's always sunny rewatch after having done a simpsons rewatch so you at the end of this have watched 78 seasons of television yeah yeah it's gonna be great i'm also doing i'm also doing an archer watch through That's... uh which also has like 15 fucking seasons um and i'm, I'm like halfway more than halfway through news radio okay what's next That's like roadshow what the fuck yeah. what, you, you i much, did you watch I did, every episode of chopped i did i did just start finding your roots as well god damn it all right, with my first two picks, um, I'm going to go with the movie I had ranked number two because I had Tar number three. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a fucking cinematic achievement. I'm taking Top Gun Maverick. I That was another one that is like, okay, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, everyone's gushing all over it. It took me like a month to see it. I went by myself, like on a, a random, like middle of the week day off. Um and was like 15 other dudes at like 12 <laughs> noon on a Thursday. <laughs> and I had a fucking, we all had a blast. <laughs> separately. Hey, brother, um, you want a Coors Light? Yeah. <laughs> Snuck it in, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Look, they're flying right by the rock. <laughs> we started playing uh, we started playing football two ways in the theater, like <laughs> a showing of the room. Um, oh. But then the thing that's... We went to the bathroom afterwards and we buzzed each other's towers. <laughs> uh, Steely Dan was playing the whole time. It was great. The thing that stuck it for me was the rewatch I did at home because everyone's like, it's not going to be the same at home. And it like it was somehow more intimate for me. And like, 
the, the bombast was still there, but like everything else kind of fit in more than it did on the first watch like yeah. in the big ass theater. So it's just a fucking excellent movie that I'm so glad we literally had brother, to wait two years for. Brother, I, I, one, Xenu uh, 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 bless uh, Tom Cruise for, for goddamn sticking it out. Um, cause you know what? Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Um, like, <laughs> just basically give Scientology a platform. Almost? Yeah. He endorsed it explicitly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're in round I'm just, one. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> what's, what's your second point, Leah Remini? <laughs> uh, my second point is dude. I fucking saw it in 4DX. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that fucking turning your, your insides to fucking jello. Baby, it was the best. It was a fucking theme park ride for two hours. And then last week we rewatched it. And I was also, I too. Again, you you know I got a I got a pretty good setup. I got yeah, oh yeah. Going on here. Um but even then, it's like, what's the downgrade from 4DX going to be to to just a regular, very good home theater system? Humble brag. Um, and it, that, guess what? That movie still rips ass. It's it's it just fucking cooks. It doesn't give a shit about you. It just does what it wants to do like a goddamn maverick. You should have paid a couple of uh, homeless people to just like shake you <laughs> to, to get the, the 4DX experience, you know? <laughs> Um, I, over the last like two and a half years, uh, I've watched a ton of Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, go, going into the into the pandemic, I probably would have called myself uh, cold to lukewarm at best on Tom Cruise. I'd agree. Other, other than the big pop of Magnolia. Uh, and here's the thing. Right when the Oprah couch thing happens, something happens to Tom Cruise, which is there's pre that and post that Tom Cruise. Pre mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise has this like, superpower in movies which mm-hmm. is his like shit-eating grin he plays this like little fucker in all these movies like yep. in the color of money and in all these other movies where he's he's like this little like big toothy grin guy you want to punch energy and then it shifts into just like unaffected uh ethan hunt all the time and mm-hmm. uh even in the original top gun which i kind of think is a bad movie like it i don't I, I don't agree. enjoy the original. Yeah, no, but, yeah. A lot of it but, doesn't work. Right. But he's like little shit eating grin motherfucker the whole time. And it's like, that's early Tom Cruise. And so Top Gun Maverick, it, you get this little glimmer of like, oh, that's that's him. That's mm-hmm. that that's that little impy guy inside of Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. And that's to me the best part about Top Gun Maverick. Hell is yeah. the is the um dogfight football scene? Uh, the the like close up of I think it's like right after he falls out of the window uh, when he's when he's sneaking out of Jennifer Connelly's house. Yeah, he gives, that's it. He gives the daughter like yes, <laughs> like this unhinged little grin, and I was I was like he's back, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just but you brought up that dark that dark era for Tom Cruise, and and it also just brought to mind the the Matt Lauer interview as well. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh man, who'd have thought ten years ago that that Cruz was going to be the one yeah. best off out of this? That yeah. swung like the odds to the second half of the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Like it's like <laughs> it's like ET and Crush Groove. Time's going to tell on that one. Matt Lauer blew a twenty-eight to three lead against Tom Cruise in that interview. 
my second pick, uh, boy, I the next like five are really close. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with the one that's freshest. I'm gonna go with the one that I watched fucking today. I'm gonna take Triangle of Sadness here. Wow. Alza. Okay. Uh, which I would not have believed at 9 a.m. this morning uh, when I basically started watching it. Um, what a fucking fucking wild ass trip, Connor. You saw this, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, yeah, just a movie that. This is the elevated version of Don't Look Up in terms of like social commentary in movies working. Uh, two or two or three performances that were woefully snubbed at the awards as well. How we don't have a Best Supporting Actress for Dala De Leon and a Best Supporting Actress for the actor that played Dimitri, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, Rich, you need to take a look at this one. Also, yeah. this movie and a couple of this year just proved, Rich and I have been trying to prove for over 15 years, Fucking puke and piss and shit is just hilarious. And it can also be elevated. And this movie yeah. did it. And God bless it. So that that's my second pick is Triangle of Sadness. The this palm movie, they are. This movie shits with its pinky out. It is it is a fancy <laughs> shit here. Um a hell of a movie. Oh yep. <laughs> uh I, I kind of break this movie down into the thirds. Uh well, it's first, literally broken into thirds, yeah. yeah. First, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I kind of do it. Um, <laughs> the Doyle cut. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sadness. Yeah. yeah, it's the first five minutes, and then um, no. Uh, <laughs> that actually is a good way to do it. <laughs> like, like the first third, I think the middle third's fine, which is the piss and shit. It, it's that that's a that that third's pretty on the nose. Mm-hmm. Final third of the movie is incredible. Oh, I think yeah. the final third rules, uh, and I think arguably best needle drop of the entire year for the song uh, that plays at the end of the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I was shocked as well today when I was like finding out who all these people besides Woody Harrelson were and had no idea the lead actress fucking died like yeah. in August. And I yeah. was like, what the fuck? I was like, I can't wait to see this person for the next 20 years. And it's like, well, shit, I'll enjoy this one movie. So it's that was good. a a bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's good, Rich. You'll, you'll take it. Where do, so I'm curious for the ones that uh, people have not seen. Where did you have that ranked? Just I'm just morbidly curious. I'm going to throw these questions out here throughout. Uh, I had it at 11. Okay, so you had it. You had it higher than I yeah. did before I had seen it. So that, that's. I yeah, I was kind of going just based off of like what I've heard um, and like what I've seen yeah. from people who I you know, either respect or do not respect. Um, but yeah, I haven't really like looked into it. I haven't watched a trailer or anything like that, but just based off of what I've heard, it, it sounds like something I'd be into. It's on Hulu now. So enjoy. Yep. Uh, Connor. All right. I, I really didn't want to have to make the choice that I'm about to have to make, but I'm, I'm going to have to pick between my number two and number three movies of the mm. year. And they're wow. neck and neck lucky you. Good for you, yeah. Connor. We're all happy for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, and I think I'm going to go against what I have. No, I'm not. I'm going to go with my sheet. Um, and I'm, I know that the other movie that I, I wish would last will not last here, but I'm going to take the Fablemans okay. um, with my second pick. The Fablemans is just a solid fucking movie and nobody's talking about it. And uh, I think it's because it has a bad title and we, we don't talk enough about how bad the title of this movie is. Very uh, true. It, it would be like uh, the fast and the furious being called the Toretto's like it's, it's bad, like um, especially for a movie that spans as much as it does. But this movie's really good. 
Um, it, it's super well made. Uh, there are sequences in it that really stick out in my head. Uh, with more time, like it has, it has kind of lived rent free in my brain for a really long time. And I think it's just a really solid movie. And uh, of course, it's going to endure because Spielberg's name is all over it. And we're going to look back at this and be like, why did we not like that? Like it's everything we asked for from him. Um, Every year between him, Scorsese, and there's a couple other ones. At this point, they're there because they have to be. Yeah. And then they get nothing. As I remember, the person who had the Irishman in the fantasy movie league that year and wound up solidly in second place because it won fucking nothing. Um, and then in retrospect, we're like, oh, that was kind of fire. And duh, it was. The, yeah. the bloom comes off of the new toys and the old toys. Yes. And the yeah. The nostalgic people remain. I have well, not seen it yet because I'm shocked that he didn't get that in front of more people like earlier. Like, like he did for West Side Story last year. He's mm -hmm. like, put that some bitch on Disney Plus. Yeah. Get people talking. Give me, give me a chance. For this, he just didn't do that. So. Well, I also think we're going to, I mean, this, like, look back at even this, like, the, the back to back at his age doing West Side yeah. Story oh, yeah. and Fablemans, which I have, I have yet to see. Uh, I did have it at number seven uh, on my ranking, okay. just based off of, again, just pedigree and word of mouth. Um, um, what is his yeah. next project? I'm looking that up because I'm very curious as to see what he has coming down the pike. Or maybe he's just going to take a much-deserved no, vacation. He's got, well, well, he's got like a remake of something. I mean, te up. technically, I believe he has some sort of producer credit on Indiana Jones and the Dial yes. of Destiny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's but got like a remake of something coming up. Oh, is it Bullet? Yes. With Bradley Cooper? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Guys, I need 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Oh, that's going to be fucking fire, especially because now I'm amped. I just I'm reading Cinema Speculation, the uh, the Tarantino uh, book. I started on on the cruise in between my orchestral shows. And uh, I, I, the most recent chapter I think I read was the bullet chapter. And I was like, Yo, I think I'm going to go fuck, fucking watch bullet like three times. <laughs> Were you reading it at the poker table like fucking Phil Hellmuth? No, no, but there was a guy. Uh, he was so old on this digital poker table. How he, old was he? Uh, well, he had a Korean War veteran hat on. Uh, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> um, but he had to show up so early to sign up for the tournament because he had to make sure he had his seat so he could see the cards, right? And he always brought a book with him and read an hour in between signups and uh, the game. And he was the first person out in two of the four tournaments I played. Aww. So, what do you want at breakfast? Uh, Rich, you have two picks. All right. Um, I think this is going to be, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is going to be the first pick uh, that is not nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Um, I, I am going to take a movie that I absolutely loved uh, and I loved revisiting. Um, and I'm looking forward to whatever still remains of whatever's coming next in that world. Uh, I'm going to go with the Batman. Oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, I loved the vibe of it. Uh, the more I watched it, the more uh, I mean. I was going to say you could say I was reading into it, but in every interview, Matt Reeves talked about the 66 Batman and you could see the 66 Batman like in the fucking DNA of that movie. And it's fucking delightful. While also being like a, a hard, a hardcore noir um, movie while also being a fucking sad boy um, uh, a vehicle for Robert Pattinson. Um, it just does a whole fucking lot. 
Uh, and, and I love it. And, and Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, y'all. Speaking of Colin Farrell, y'all, my next no. pick is Banshees of Inishirin. Damn it. Wow. Rich, <laughs> Rich, before I forget, can you put the, um, are you tracking? Can you put the screen share yes, up? Yes, I am. Yes, Thank I you. am. Oh, yeah, yeah, the screen share. Um, um, so you went, you went back to back Farrell here. I did. Uh, I need you to uh, allow me God screen damn sharing. God damn it. Um, that was my penguin impression. <laughs> All right, see if that'll work. There we are. Cool. Um, well, before we get into so major pick, but I want to mention, uh, I liked the Batman a good bit. Um, Batman is like my fucking guy. He's my thing. Uh, he's my spirit animal. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, and there was a really, really good Batman movie there that was definitely 45 minutes too long <laughs> for Connor's uh, statement earlier. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but Wade me in them waters. The, the I, I was missing a good Bruce Wayne part of it, um, and it was too. Uh, it was just, it was just too much in that regard for me. Still liked it. Still had it in my top ten. Um, uh, fucking Totoro. I remember not even knowing Totoro was in the picture. I think, the, and then he shows up, and he's just so goddamn good. The reason why I've warmed up to it even more than I probably did it before and put it so high was I just read the long Halloween as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, which is that movie. Um, and I was like, okay, they did a really good job of putting you in this Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate it more having read that for the first time. So um, we're still going to get, this is part of that, like the else worlds or whatever poor shit they're doing. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're still going to keep making, but uh, as far as like, the shows and shit that they were going to do as well. Like they're going to do a full on penguin show with Colin Farrell in that, in the fucking makeup for every episode. Um, And uh, yeah. And then, you know, they're bringing in Banshee's castmate, Barry Keown uh, and is the next Joker. Um, You know, maybe they could bring in uh, 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 Brendan Gleeson as Maxi Zeus or some shit. Now let me see him (laughs) do something. I want to see him as killer croc. Like, that's terrible but give me you know give me something um all right now you two explain to me why the banshees is is good at all because i did not like it one bit can i can i give one one more little uh spicy take on the batman here oh please sure yeah uh i remember when i said before i had already said the most pretentious thing i was going to say on this podcast oh boy. told you it wasn't last long <laughs> one day uh 25 years from now our children are going to look at whatever site subsumes box office mojo and they're going to say Daddy, for 10 years in a row, all anyone saw was superhero movies? Didn't they realize there was other art out there? And I'm going to proudly say to my child, I don't know, son. I didn't go see those superhero movies. (laughs) What's the last superhero movie you've seen? Oh, man. What was it? Uh... It might have been Spider-Man. No, I my sister dragged me to the most recent, the Spider-Man movie with all the Spider-Men. Okay, so besides like, that, besides No like, Way it's Home. good. Oh, I think it might have been Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was the last okay. superhero movie I saw. That's fair. Which fucking ruled. And then yeah. I was like, I'm good. I'm good for the next five years. I'll wait yeah. for the sequel to this. Um, <laughs> uh, One, excuse us for interacting with the culture. Yeah. Uh, and, and two... <laughs> 
this is uh, a very bold of you because uh, in that one statement, you are implying that there will be some sort of a renaissance uh, taking place where there will be some uh, collapse of the large entertainment popcorn complex i mean we might be at the precipice of a minor one <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna run out we've run out like yeah, we're, it, we're in the the doldrums of multiverseness yeah. there are no there are no stakes to anything for we can I'll, i know I another understand. version of them well the the, the i mean you, the, the, that is exactly the problem is, is is multiversal storytelling in comics is and is just uh a, a fucking multi-syllabic word for fucking retcon yes. and yeah. it's used as a device to to pick and choose what they want to fucking keep and what they want to do mm -hmm. slough off but they're doing it in front of everybody now and yes. guess what it's not a lot of fun no. um and but and so that was, a, that was that was a huge miscalculation on their part mm -hmm. but on the other end people have been clamoring for a good fantastic four movie for for their entire fucking lives um, they get another legitimate bite at the apple at that. Uh, and the X-Men are right around the fucking corner. And the X-Men are like the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. They're America's team, you know? Um, you mean you didn't like the Eoin Gruffold, Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> Michael Chiklis as a ugly rock thing. Yeah, stretch roll. I mean, genuinely, we have to give props to the casting of Michael Chiklis. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> because it is perfect. Um, Rich, I love that you called Connor's pretentious comment with a pretentious tone. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's called know? it's called balance. Yeah, to the force. Um, all right, the Banshee's been a Sharon. Uh, uh, tell me again why this was anything but uh, bad. I I'm I I'll let Connor come in um uh after this because he's gonna probably have a much more eloquent way of putting this uh, uh since this isn't even my own thought, but it was very early on in the movie that Charlie uh, framed it for me for the rest of the movie uh, as a very dark episode of Seinfeld mm. uh, where uh, Jerry's trying to break up with George. Uh, and from there on, I vibed with it. Um, it, 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 the, the, the thing I brushed up the most against it was, and admittedly, this was my first Martin McDonough uh, experience. Wow. Um, yes. Ooh. Right. Uh, right. I, I I knew that was going to get that reaction. Um, Even as a theater kid in the era mm -hmm. we grew up with Pillow Man? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the yeah. Pillow Man. Wow, okay. Because that was like all our competitions were was oh, yeah. people trying to win awards with Pillow Man. We were all musical theater. It was, I, all, okay, it was gotcha. all musical theater. I've done a Pillow Man monologue at a competition before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, feel seen. God. I want to go back in time and watch <sighs> that. <laughs> um... But but so uh, the the writing of it uh, yeah. felt like it was written towards becoming reaction gifts, uh, with just a lot of like the 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 bantery dialogue and very uh, frank way the characters spoke to each other. Also, are we sure Colin Farrell's character wasn't a little challenge coded? Yes. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, because I just haven't heard anybody talking about it. And, you know, you don't have anyone doing a full simple jack really anymore. But I was just kind of curious if he was like dipping his toe in that water. Um, aside from that, uh, I vibed with it. Okay. Here's Connor. my bench. Here's my bench is finisher in a good movie. 
It's because uh, in classic McDonough fashion, it's extremely simple. It is a very simple story told very effectively to the point where it is extremely thought-provoking and you can swing back and forth. If you watch it twice, you'll have different feelings the second time you watch it. Because mm. the first time you watch it, you'll feel like one character is just a straight-up villain for treating this other nice man so poorly. And the second time you watch it, you're kind of like, well, he's kind of laying it all bare. He's kind of telling him exactly how it should be, and the other guy's not listening. And uh, it's fantastically performed. Colin Farrell, uh, it, again, we're going to look back at this year of the Oscars and say, what the fuck were we doing not giving Colin Farrell the best actor Oscar over an Elvis impression? Um, but uh, it's it's great. And it's also really funny. Like, it's underratedly funny. Um, there were yeah. about four times in this movie when I I, like, had to, I missed several lines afterwards because I was laughing so hard at the thing that was said right before it. Um, it it's, it's not my favorite Martin McDonough, but that's not an indictment on the film. That's a, a praise of Martin McDonough. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll also say Carrie uh, uh, Condon was the MVP of that movie. Incredibly good. Incredibly um, underrated. And in the Seinfeld comp, uh, Kramer is the donkey. Oh, Jenny. I'm out! Um, that was the only cipher reference I got. Uh, <laughs> Bachbuster. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 it just didn't. It was too worthless for me. And I know that's probably like wild to say, but coming from how meaningful I both Pillow Man and In Bruges and Three Billboards are, which I all love. So it's not a McDonough thing with me either. I, lo I love McDonough. I just felt it was a little too esoteric. I get it. Uh, it's like just for my sensibilities and taste. Uh, my wife full blown fell asleep. I say my wife. She's normally on the show every single fucking time. Sam fell asleep like 30 <laughs> minutes in. Um, so I don't think I had anybody like bounce it off of either. Um, oh, Charlie did the same thing. Okay. So <laughs> women. Um <laughs> This is not a movie for women. Um, it, it, it just, I, I, I agree that Colin Farrell, I think if I had to make a pick of the five nominees would be my, my vote. Um, but the rest of it just left me kind of cold. Like it, it just, it, it felt cold to me. Um, I, I wanted, I, I guess I wanted a direction to go and to, to your point, Connor, and it wasn't pointing me in one and that's the point to it. But Normally his movies are pointing in a direction and I, I, I think it just didn't, didn't match up for me. I had it ranked very low on my list. So, mm. um, but can I just say great year for donkeys in film? Yeah. This yeah. is the, the donkey sons. We're in the middle of the, donkey yeah. Sons. Uh, between this triangle of sadness, uh, and a movie we'll get to later. I mean, like we, we are, I can't wait for heroin donkey to come out. That one's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, Connor, does your pick? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're in the, the, I think we've burned off the, the obvious choices for all of us here. And I think we're going to, this is now just going to start to be some, we're going to fire off some personal taste ones here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know the I, I, I would be stunned if a certain movie made it past the next two picks. Um, but I didn't vibe with it enough to, to take it here. And I'm just saying this so that I can say, ah, that was it when someone takes it later. Um, I'm going to make a, a, a little bit of a reach here and I'm going to take Babylon. No! You motherfucker! I, I want to be clear. I don't love Babylon. Um, I think that 
like 40% of Babylon actively does not work for me. And the Babylon kind of has Babylon kind of has the Irishman disease, which is, this is a really good two hour movie uh, masquerading as, as a decent to lukewarm three hour and 10 minute movie, but the highs of Babylon are so high. Uh, The, the Manny get the camera sequence is so, so good. Um, Yes. And like uh, the music, I've listened to the soundtrack like 10 times through since this movie. Um, and frankly, I'm here for the Tobey Maguire sequence. Tobey Maguire sequence is fantastic. I love uh, that whole stretch. It's great. Uh, and the problem with Babylon is that it's three movies shoved into one movie. Uh, and and it it comes at the expense of some characters. But uh, I, I ride with Chazelle and, and I think I'm going to remember the highs uh, of this. Although I will, I will say that I may not remember anything about this movie more than how hard I laughed in pure shock when avatar showed up at the end montage um, <laughs> the ending montage yes is like hearing about it and seeing it are two different things so you hear about it and you're like okay everyone just everyone just blowing smoke and i'm like wait wait, wait hold on fucking what <laughs> yeah like, why why am i in the great movie ride all of a sudden yep. the avatar showed up and I, I out loud in the theater i said no fucking way <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i appreciate the fucking balls that it had it, it didn't so i watched it at home just in the past week didn't feel three hours to me at all i thought it fucking whizzed by um Diego Calva is a fucking superstar and he crushes in that movie. Margot Robbie was fucking robbed of a nomination. Uh, Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt, you know, doing Brad Pitt things, but it's all like the bit cast, like all the smaller yeah. castings, like PJ Byrne and fucking um, Tobey Maguire and um, forgetting another one. Um, all uh, absolutely- Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Yeah, yeah Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm fucking my own punchline up. Rich, do you you haven't seen this, right? Not yet. Okay, so I have a. How do I frame this? Who do we personally know, and who have we done? Who have we worked with in the past that has the first line of this movie? Oh, uh, there's uh, a human. There's a human being on this planet that yeah. we we could probably consider a friend still to this day, who is in the first scene of this movie. Could we call him? Oh uh, yeah, is I think I still have his number. Call? Should I call him right now? <laughs> is, uh, uh, it's not fucking Adam Powers. Is no, it somebody is not. in the business or like? Yeah, yeah, he's in the business. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I can't even fucking begin to think. Fucking Joel Taylor. I don't know. No, no. Uh, the first scene of this movie, the first line is from a truck driver. Uh, who very loudly is inquiring ab- about picking up a safari animal and then in turn gets covered by said safari animal shit as he's driving this truck dangerously up a hill is JC Carias. <laughs> no! I was just sitting minding my own business in the middle of a work day, pretending to work, watching a movie, and it just started. And I immediately have to go, Samantha, get the fuck in here. <laughs> there, I, I'm in my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way JC Carias was in a goddamn Damien Chazelle movie. He kind of kills the first two minutes of the movie <laughs> in a positive way. I don't mean like he ruins it. <laughs> like he's he's great. You would like you were like this guy should be in more stuff. And then he's also later on in the the absolutely nightmare coke binge twenty five minute first scene, uh, just yelling in the midst of titties and giraffes. Well, uh, he was the cocaine bear. <laughs> it's fucking wild to see. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Compared I didn't to the know fact- that. 
How did I not know? I follow like his social media. How did I, I not know, know? I didn't know it either. Didn't know it either. But a generation four stalwart, J.C. Carias, uh, Rich and I have directed the man who's wow. who has the first line in Babylon. Uh, 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 smelliest goddamn feet I've ever encountered. Oh, it, you it, thank God it wasn't in 40X. <laughs> uh, Before, uh, were the feet smelly before or after he got absolutely covered in elephant shit? No, that was just him living, man. And I still do have his number in my phone, so we could have called him. If same, it. me too. Uh, uh, oh, God, what was another fun fact about J.C. Carias? Uh, not many we can air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also, oh, oh, the Frank Gore. Oh, yes, he played football with Frank Gore and, quote, he's the dumbest man he's ever met. High school, wow. sorry. He tutored him, too. Yep. He also got, ta- he also got uh, like, fucking pounced into a bush by Tim Tebow for a gator growl ad. Yep, I was in that sketch. Yep. Uh, yeah, Babylon was my next fucking pick, Connor. Uh, oh. I, I had fucking, Babylon at nine. I fucking loved it. I was, I'm back on Chazelle after being down uh, basically for no reason. Because I still like La La Land. It's just not as good of a movie as Moonlight. Um, and did you see First Man? And I did not see First Man. Neither did everything, I. Everything I've heard about First Man, I was like, it's probably not going to be for me, but I'll, I'll watch it eventually. First Man's um, good. First Man uh, w- crumpled under the weight of expectations, but it's a good movie. No. It, uh, 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 also, with Giselle, you know what? Never mind. Mullet, you were going. I don't want to be rude. Yeah. Uh, get you a get you a woman who loves you like Damien Chazelle loves jazz, huh? <laughs> All right, so I got two, and Connor just threw a fucking monkey wrench into everything that I had. Um, all right, well, every time anybody opens their mouth, I'm terrified it's going to happen. So I'm going to take my wild card. Uh, <laughs> wow, because I think it's a travesty. And when we look back on this year, we're going to say, yeah, so Jordan Peele's still making excellent shit, and uh, and nope. Like won like four Academy Awards, right? And everyone's like, actually, didn't get a single nomination. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so, that that apparently came down to just it not being campaigned for at all, which is b- 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 baffling to me because yeah. there are undeniable portions of that movie and and elements of that movie that it should have gotten at least nominated for some below the line visual effects cinematography are like the two easiest fucking things ever um kiki palmer palmer i'm not a huge fan of kalia's performance in that movie it's a little too like mumblecore for me um like country mumblecore (laughs) but uh country grammar the saint lunatics is that what you're talking about yes yeah it was a bad murphy lee performance um (laughs) But can, just I, on- can I tell a Murphy Lee anecdote? <laughs> I immediately know what it feels like to be the host of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Remember that song, Shake Your Tail Feather? Of, of course. course. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Murphy Lee's verse in Shake Your Tail Feather. Uh, I love Shake Your Tail Feather. I thought Shake Your Tail Feather was great. When I was Robbed in- of a best, best Original Song nomination for In 2003. Yeah. When I was in fucking middle school, I was like, this is the peak of music. <laughs> and uh, and Murphy Lee's verse of Shake Your Tail Feather, uh, he he says, uh, collect so much grass, popo thinking we mow lawns. And you ever have one of those moments where you go like 15 years 
and then you realize you have completely misinterpreted something or just like <laughs> it completely it, it went past you the way murphy lee says mow lawns which is obviously like cut the grass i was like i don't know what a molon is but murphy lee thinks he's a molon and i i would sing that that riff to myself for like a decade until one day i was like by myself in like a fucking elevator and i was like oh it's molons not molons like i was like i is he saying morons weird like <laughs> it's he of course he's talking about having so much weed that the police think that he runs a landscaping business and mows the lawn we anyway. are three <laughs> rounds in uh so yeah so i loved nope um <laughs> yeah what what are we doing what are we doing that nope has no nominations this it's ridiculous it's crazy uh, uh, that's on universal which give universal credit for making original weird movies like yes. nope, making giving creators the freedom to do what they want to do yes uh and also for them having the jupiter's claim set as part of the backlot tour at Universal Studios Hollywood, which is dope as fuck, and then uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, you walk, get the you get to walk through it, being encountered by all of other the other Jordan Peele uh, here's, characters. Here's characters. My, here's my hot take about Nope. Uh, nope is Jordan Peele's best movie. That's a hot ass take. Cause yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe my, it's just like my opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that is one where if that is indeed the case, we will all we will all come to see your vision in probably like three years. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, I just wanted multi-time Academy Award nominee Stephen Young. Oh. I want somebody. I want somebody to give a Chris Kattan monologue and get awarded for it. <laughs> uh, was that everyone's? Was that everyone on everyone's wild card list? Oh, that was yes. that was my number one wild. That was card. the one. Okay, good. It was not my number one, but it was. Uh, on my list okay and then for my uh to start the fourth round oh god i'm torn between two i am gonna take it's probably early but in terms of enjoyment uh i'm gonna take glass onion i fucking i could take one of these movies every two years very very easily um mm -hmm. not as good as knives out but does a lot of things better than knives out i feel like um dave batista killing it k hudson back to work uh, Edward Norton, perfect prick. And uh, yeah, I, Ethan Hawke. Ethan, you're oh. like, whoa, was that? Hold on, was that Ethan Hawke? You know, working for less than scale. Um, and yeah, Daniel Craig and Janelle Monet. Like, I don't know how Ryan Johnson does, like, every single time, just find like the perfect character and the perfect actress to, you know, mesh with the Benoit Blanc character, but he does. So I'm going to take fucking glass on you. That is the movie I predicted there was no way it would make it back to me. Just so okay. people know I knew what I was talking okay. about. It makes me feel good. Ugh. All right, Connor. Uh all right. Yeah, we're in we're in kind of crazy town range here. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. where I, I'm gonna be committed mostly, I think, to taking things that I've seen and enjoyed for a while here. And uh I, I wish know, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about it earlier. Um I'm taking Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Woo! Uh this is a delightful film. Um, and it, it's, it's, it makes you think it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. Uh, it's, it's great. I've, I've had Jenny Slate stock for a long time. Um, and 
Uh, did I pause this movie when Marcel the Shell, the eponymous hero, is standing on a map? And I said, that's Pocahontas State Park. That's 10 minutes from my house. Why are they looking at a map of Richmond, Virginia? Uh, and did I Google several of the other locations on this map to make sure I wasn't crazy? Yes, I did. And But they're in LA. But did I look up that the director's from nearby Henrico County? Yes, I did. And therefore, I'm giving some representation to Central Virginia on this podcast. I love as soon as you said, am I crazy? You started sounding like a total crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll take the movie about humanized shells in the fourth round. Yes. Uh, so as a, as a newish dad, uh, 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 and I'm more of a seasoned dad, have you watched the new Muppet Babies at all? Uh, you bet your sweet ass I've watched the new Muppet Babies. <laughs> good, yeah. You're talking Jenny about Slate... how Jenny Slate voices Miss Nanny? Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. Okay, good. Just making sure. You can't, all the thing you can do is hear, and boy, does it work. Uh... <laughs> yes, it does. And uh, I will, I think I've said it on a recorded medium at least five times at this point. The, seri- the series finale of that show makes me weep uncontrollably. <laughs> uh good pick I, I i look forward to watching it yeah same you watched it today correct i watched it today it's oh fresh. yeah through yes convoluted means <laughs> shout out to the animation and light expo for uh not locking down the, who can use a login <laughs> and that piece of paper that yeah. has the information written on it thanks ryan cleary uh rip you got two. yeah I got two. I'm going to take uh, uh, my wild card here just because uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's it's like what a, a run on kickers would be like if it was fun. Um, Don't I do Don't you do it. I'm going to have to. And I'd, I would still be very, very happy if I didn't get this movie and I got the one after it. But I love it. And maybe in a different multiverse, it would be recognized for all of its achievements. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, if it kept going on, maybe they would, the Academy would start to recognize. But no, these guys can't keep doing this jackass forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Connor was turning into that impression of Tom Cruise he did I earlier. Was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jackass Forever. Uh, it was probably the 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 most enjoyment I got out of a movie in 2022, um, despite anything else that was taken beforehand. Um, uh, it's probably something I've re- revisited the most uh, of anything that we will talk about tonight. Um, it 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 maybe hit some of its highest highs in the history of Jackass with uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. So good um it's uh uh and but and and so it could keep going on because they they did start introducing making inroads and introducing new cast members who quickly endeared themselves uh to the fandom um it is is something that started out so juvenile has turned into something that is such like a shining example of like uh, a positive male friendship Mm -hmm. um to the uh, point where to the point where they positively won't let the negative influence in, like well, fire their shit up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's someone who is like a very toxic person. Yeah. And uh, it hurts. It hurts everyone involved, but we need to fucking cut ties. And because we still like fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, and, and just from a fucking production standpoint, it's incredible. 
um like you know god forbid we ever get like fucking stunts recognized in the academy but like this would be right there for that um so this is some of the best cinematography with again silence of the lambs and uh uh just like the way they rig things up the way they rig things up is, is fucking insane um and some of the shots they get are 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 truly truly uh, uh they have a high degree of difficulty it's athletic filmmaking who's like the actual esteemed cinematographer that works on these movies now i almost said um, janus kaminsky which is wrong no but fucking give me that movie <laughs> give um, me the fucking deacon's jackass <laughs> the Werner <Werner-Hertz> herzog <laughs> <laughs> he'd be so into it um hold on i'm, I'm sticking a shoe what? up my ass <laughs> While you're looking this up, I'd just like to say I I, I like to think of myself as a pretty uh, tolerant, non-squeamish man. Mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. turn Jackass Forever off. I, I literally I hit I hit the X on the the tab and I said, "Nope, what nope, part? I can't do it." What when part? the man when the man puts his penis between the two plexiglass things, <laughs> and that's pretty far in. That's yeah. like a, an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. I, I paused it and I said, I, nope, I can't do it. And then I turned it off and then I never went back. I thought, yeah, there's a whole lot back. of dong stuff in yeah. this one, uh, which I'm fine because I get more squeamish around like the scat stuff, which mm. was Jackass 2, uh, appropriately enough. Um, <laughs> for Charlie, it was the spider stuff um, where she was just like, I'm just going to go get some popcorn while there's spiders on screen. <clears throat> You can give me more shit. You can give me more flattened penis. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking two words. Dark shark. Best supporting actor snub. 100%. Yes. Fucking no. truly. All right. So kind of the only one's got his wild card left. Rich, start the fifth round. Uh, I am also trying to stick with movies at this point that I have seen. And this is another movie I saw in 40X uh, 3D. Uh, additionally and this was legitimately some of the best 3d i've ever seen um story still pretty shallow but uh holy shit those whales i'm going with avatar the way of water yeah i was surprised it made it that long but i think it's connor and i both i don't think yeah seen it. yeah no I, 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 this is this is exactly where i would expect it to go is, i had it six overall is this connor a you just haven't had the chance to see it or there's a lack of interest uh, you know, I feel like at some point in my life, I'm going to be like, what the hell? Why not? Uh, but I, I can't say that I enjoyed the first one. Okay. And then when I, when I stare down the barrel at a three hour and 12 minute runtime, I was like, I, I have a, I have a child. I, <laughs> I, I could be bonding with my child. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would even say I wouldn't recommend, unless you can have a, a, a very specific or, or like very a heightened experience with it so i don't necessarily care for the first one either we had just gotten a surround sound system uh for christmas and so the first movie we watched on it because for whatever reason a lot of the people in my fucking life are getting very excited for this fucking movie that i too had zero interest in uh because i i deep down don't give a shit about these blue fuckers and uh uh, uh but we watch it it fucking it it sounds great. It looks great on the 4K as well. Uh, wonderful experience. So it's like, whatever, fine. It'll be in 40X. It'll be fun. Um, and again, like the 3D was absolutely fantastic. If uh, you don't watch it in 3D, I that that's a big that's a big thing in his favor that is just missing now. Um, 
I felt like a lot of the the second and third act stuff worked for me. Uh, a lot of the underwater stuff looked fucking great um, on a big screen. Uh, and then like the third act just actually like rips ass and like has the feel of like an old school James Cameron, like action, uh, se- like not sequence, but fucking storytelling. Yeah. Um, but again, there's still all the same, like annoying, dumb story shit. Plus like every now and then you're reminded that that's Sigourney Weaver playing a fucking teenager. Um, and like that will sometimes kind of take you out of it. So yeah, like 1000%. The reason I drafted that this is high is because of the theater experience I had. Cause it was also a hell of a fucking, again, another theme park ride. Nice. Yeah. I, I will very much see it. It's been the, I'm blessed with a child that can sit through like Dr. Strange in the theaters. Um, but like avatar for us is like, eh, I don't, I don't trust this one. <laughs> Just, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's going to make it the extra half hour with, you know, blue people. So We'll we'll have to wait on that one because Sam's a big Avatar head. So that's why Smurfs movies are shorter. Oh, she she can watch the shit out shit out of some Smurfs. Let me tell you, Connor. All right, now's where the strategy kicks in. Fuck. Because my <sighs> next my next highest rated movie is one that I, I guarantee neither of you have seen, and I, there's no way you're going to take it. Um, so I'm looking down the list here, and uh, I'm going to take a movie that I haven't seen. I know I'm going against exactly what I just said. But I'm, I consider this an investment because okay. I intend to see this movie. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Okay. Uh, because I hear it's great. Uh, I obviously I don't have a lot to say about it because I haven't seen it. Uh, but uh, I'm here for the Shrekessance. Um, I'm here for the the Renaissance of making Renaissance related puns on this podcast um, that I'm leading myself here. Uh, and yeah, I'll take Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I. I'm glad this got taken early because one of my wildcard picks was the bad guys. Uh, as also an on my list, also on my wildcard. Yeah, which, which, still, which still might get picked. Um, but uh, I love that animation style, and this is very much where you know the the lane that they're going in. Yes. Um, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, kind of doing the same. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I think this is a good pick. It actually was coming up. I think I like exactly where I have it on my list. So, and I. I don't know why I haven't seen this. Why we didn't take my kid to go see this. We're yeah, that is kind of... I mean, fucking... When I came down for the Rumble, uh, Charlie had some of the girls over and they all they all rented it and watched it. And yeah, they fucking... They they were all sobbing and crying and they loved it. Yeah, it was just not the right time and she just didn't really have a frame of reference. Not that she's sick. She doesn't, you know, know. But still. Um, all right, so I got two here. I, th- I was worried because I thought you were going to take this, which was my next pick, which is a movie I did watch. Uh, it took me two days to watch it because of the content and, you know, how difficult of a watch it can be, but also because it's it's long and I was busy. I'm going to take All Quiet on the Western front here. Oh. Uh, man, what a sad but great movie. <laughs> It's, I've never seen the original because I don't have grandchildren um, and I haven't read the book because I read Quentin Tarantino cinema books. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a like topical take on a classic with, uh, again, a couple dynamite performances that I would reckon probably should have been nominated versus some of the other act uh, actors, specifically the actresses um, that were recognized. Um, and yeah, just by the end of it, you literally feel 
terrible. <laughs> like, absolutely forlorn. And like, you've literally been on the Western front yourself. So that's an effective movie. Really selling that cinema experience. Right <laughs> I mean, I was at home, so at least I could get up and like get, get a snack easily after I was done with it. But uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was very good. Um, so that's there. And then next I'm going to, I've seen everything so far. Um, so that's good. And I'm going to keep that going with, um, of the five nominees in the category, the one that I saw and the one that I, I like, I'm gonna take turning red here. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I've talked about it many times. The line for me in Pixar movies is, did it make me cry? And it did not, but boy, did I see how much Samantha cried. <laughs> so I know how that worked. Same thing with Charlie. Yep, she's she. Uh, that's the hardest I think I've seen her cry since she watched Hereditary. But that was a totally different cry, <laughs> a totally different uh, uh, experience. Not, not totally different. Not, we're, not totally. I mean, yeah, you could say that the pain is kind of payment. Yeah. We're really, uh, we're really checking off almost all of the boxes of movies that have made me go, nope. And then I I paused it and never went back, which is what I did to Hereditary. <laughs> Something happens in Hereditary, and I was like, nope. I have no no interest in continuing with this. Gotta uh, go. Yep. Hered- at the end of Hereditary, my wife like had a twenty minute crying panic attack that we I had to call her mother to like help with, and her mom just laughed over the phone at her, <laughs> <laughs> which is why she cried during Turning Red. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it's 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 after being it hasn't been a good couple of years for Disney Animation. Uh, uh, and this still, I wouldn't put this in my top 10 of Pixar, but I would put it above a lot of the other movies I saw this year and the ones that I haven't. So Turning Red's my pick. Uh, I'm going to go get another beverage, but please continue because I can hear you. Smart cool. pick would have been my next pick, uh, again, for strategic reasons. Um, I, I, I'm going to go back to the movies that I have seen. Uh, again, a, this is a poor strategic pick, and I know it because I'm sure neither of you has seen this movie. But another movie that I knocked out this week, uh, I'm taking After Sun. Um, after sun is a good movie. Uh, it is a weird movie in that it is very like gazy. There's not a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. It feels like, but it's a very good performance by Paul Mescal, um, uh, worthy of being in that, uh, in that pantheon of best actor nominees. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I encourage people to see it again. It doesn't make you feel great, but it's well, uh, it's well done. And I, uh, I liked it. I liked After Sun. Did you go to the actual theaters this year or did you catch it somewhere else? I watched it in, in my recliner on Wednesday. Got it. Or Tuesday? Because today's Thursday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> it's, it is it is the annual blind spot of just like I just have uh, missed it. I know reason. that the Paul Mezcal was on the horny Hulu show. And I know he was with Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers at one point. Yeah. Mm. Uh, love normal people. The book, uh, early adopter of Phoebe Bridgers here. Uh, so really, Paul Mescal hits the hits checks the boxes for me. Seen her in May in, in Philly. Can't wait. Oh, nice! I saw Boy Genius on their first tour. Oh uh, boy, Rich, you can leave. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, I was just gonna say uh, after this, I can go that uh, I, I had After Sun twenty seven on my list just because oh. I didn't direction. I didn't know. I don't know anything about 20. except Paul Mescal. Yeah. And goddamn, there's already enough Irish people nominated uh, this year. As Oscar's man, so Irish. As a man named Connor Doyle, it is uh-huh. my object, my <laughs> yeah. objective, 
my duty to the motherland uh-huh. yeah to take the irish films well, and I, well and you took one off you took one off of me you, i mean you couldn't you couldn't you had two opportunities to draft it you had two opportunities I did. i'm not gonna you lie i trade? looked and i was like it's because of aaron mcgahey it's <laughs> 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 like oh wait the banshees have been assured <laughs> yeah do you want to do you want to trade for banshees oh i i would i would well yeah i'd be interested in making a deal for banshees okay all right well we, okay yeah uh, I'm open for trades as well. Rip, you got two. I got two here. Um, for animated, I'm gonna go with an animated uh one here. Uh, next highest on my list. I haven't seen it, but it's an anti-fascist uh, stop-motion animation movie that takes place in Italy. Uh, so uh, what what the fuck am I supposed to do? Not draft <laughs> Pinocchio? Uh, by Guillermo del Toro? Come on! Um, I confused myself earlier because like, how the fuck did that Robert Zemeckis movie get nominated? Because I didn't put anything like GDT related. I just put Pinocchio. Yeah. Um, I'm very much not a Del Toro guy. Uh, and I, I'm, I was this close to watching this. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I still absolutely intend to, because I, I am quite a Del Toro guy. Um, yeah. And it's, it's. You know, I've I've heard nothing but good things. Break the tie, Connor Del Toro. <laughs> yay or nay? I think I lean nay. Okay. Uh, you know, I thought the Shape of Water was fine. I get it. I get yeah. it. If I absolutely get it, yeah, we don't want to fuck a fish. I get it. Seems like a good dude, though. <laughs> oh, he's oh yeah. Oh, Del Toro. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am so in on on Del Toro as a person. It's just his movies are just not not my cup of tea. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he seems like a cool hang. I just want to get like fucking rip shit high with him and Bong Joon Ho, and like and like have them watch something crappy. Like have them watch um, I don't know, like Little Big League. <laughs> just like oh, a film close to my heart. There, there, there are two of ours. There are two things I want to do. I want to watch shitty '90s kids movies with esteemed directors, and I want to start the Criterion Collection for bad movies. Like I want the Jack and Jill Criterion set. The Crapterion. Yeah, I want same when I just watched the Fat Boys movie Disorderlies. Like, I want two and a half hours of bonus features analyzing how the fuck this happened. Do you think uh, Bong Joon Ho would be like, "Yes, Night Nurses from Jersey" was also an influential film to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep little big league cut for any of my uh, little big heads out there, dude. The horse's it, name was Friday. <laughs> it uh. uh... Yeah, it would it would be something to the effect of like the how did this get made like collection at mm-hmm. that point. Bring it on, uh, Rip. What's your second? Yeah, uh, my next pick. Uh, also, haven't seen because we are running very low on those. Um, and compared to what I have seen, actually, there's only one more movie that I've seen that we'll be drafting. So that'll be fun. Um, I have four. Yeah, and of all of these, uh, I want to go with RRR, uh, based on reputation alone. Based on RRR reputational reputation alone. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's just like I I I'm I don't really watch movies on Netflix for some reason anymore. Uh, so it's like a weird like user experience thing. Or if it's like the three, like I, I, I fine with the the running length of Tar, but the th- the running time of RR, like 
I don't know why I haven't watched it yet is basically what I'm, I'm saying. I'm the same way. I, I was banking on like feeling more forced to watch it because I was banking on it being the international feature representation and it was two other movies except it. Even though Triangle of Sentence doesn't really count. Um, but this movie is interesting in terms of uh, our friend Augie uh, who thinks this is like one of the greatest movies ever. Um, and his opinion of movies is wild. <laughs> so like you never know like one way or another if it's like true or he just recommended like uh like Hansel and Gretel like vampire hunters to you. You know you know those people that that claim to be like like free thinkers. That's actually Augie. Augie's like an actual free thinker. <laughs> Like, like Augie like hasn't uh, been influenced by an opinion since 1967. He's like what Aaron Rodgers wishes wishes he was, like straight up. Yeah, yeah that's and, wow. That that's Augie Artilda in a nutshell, right down yeah. to almost the hair and the look. Now, yep, it's wild. I'm trying to find Augie uh, Artilda is the Aaron Rodgers of Miami roller hockey. <laughs> uh, on October 7th, 2022, out of nowhere, Augie texts me and our friend Tope. Hot take. Nope, sucked. And then I explained why he was wrong. And then he explained to me how he didn't like get out either. And then um, he later said that, <laughs> oh, here it is. Which movie did you like? And he said, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I have to see what else I've seen. And he goes, the Fantastic Four movie sucked ass. And I go, Augie, that came out in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's the person that I'm talking about in a nutshell. <laughs> and why'd they have it on a plane in 2022? All right, and then he said uh, uh, RRR was fun. That was Indian movie, though. And I was like, Augie, I don't know why you put it that way. <laughs> the, the word, though, is doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's, it, it raises more questions than yes, it, uh, it would he's put un, the rest. He's unabashedly does. himself. Uh, but, Connor, my question that is raised to you is what, what, what are you going to draft next, pal? Oh, talk about a segue. Um, I'm going with an interesting, uh, interesting pick here. Uh, which I'm curious if either of you has seen. I'm going with Netflix's The Sea Beast here. I have not. Neither have I. Uh, relatively enjoyable animated film. Uh, some some great voice work being done by our guy Carl Urban. Uh, shout out to Eomer uh, of the Rohirrim. Um, doing some lifting there. Uh, it's fun. Jared Harris does a voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm using Jared Harris. The animation is fun. Um, I like the first half of this movie more than I like the second half of this movie, but uh, it, it's a good, it's a good time. I recommend it's the Sea Beast. I, because there's always that one movie in this category that like nobody has heard of, yeah. um, and it's normally a, a foreign movie or like a re, like basically like an independent like animated movie. So I just assumed that's what this was, and then when I was doing the research, like, oh, this is like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. <laughs> So like yeah, why has my daughter not seen this? So I actually might try to convince her to watch it tomorrow, like because she's home for spring break. Yeah, I can I can catch some of it in the background. It held my two year old child's attention for twenty minutes, Ooh, which, that's is, good. which is decent. Good. All right, I got two here. Right back to back. This okay. is uh, round seven into eight. All right, I'm gonna take. We are, uh, yeah, we are. We are. This will complete the uh, the first round of the back half of this draft. All right, I'm going to do this. I, I was not a fan of this movie. So the the, all, the four movies I've left that I've seen, 
I did not particularly like. Mm. Um, but I feel like this is the one I can tolerate the most of the four. Um, and it has one of the best performances in a comic damn. book or superhero movie God, that's getting God, recognized. I'm going to take Black Panther Wakanda forever here. Yeah. Uh, because the trailer for that movie I saw like when it was released, like in the middle of the night, high as a kite. And I literally got chills during Angel- Angela Bassett in the trailer. And she's just as good in the fucking uh, movie itself. Uh, the rest of it is an unabashed mess. Uh, it's not a good movie, but she puts that motherfucker on her strong ass back and arms and just fucking carries it like a Johnny Bananas backpack. Uh, Angela Bassett also had a great uh, uh, awards chatter podcast uh, with. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, she is very, very charismatic uh, and knows how to interview. Um yeah, man, I that was the last movie that I had seen uh, on the list in the, the draft pool. Um, and we've talked about this offline, uh, off pod, uh, but I largely agree with you. It just it didn't fucking look like a movie Ryan Coogler directed. No, um, you know, like also bad year to have extensive underwater sequences. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Like there's just a, a lot. Uh, so much, so much, so much going against that movie um, that, you know, it did what it did, but it it's it's yeah. it wasn't that good. Yeah. Never had a chance. And we just didn't never know. had a chance. Made it, that, that's what it made it disappointing. But that's the thing is, it feels like well, it feels like like and Connor, I know you don't stoop down to the level of comic book <laughs> movies but uh molly it, it it feels like we're in the minority on that because it, it seems like like pretty pretty uh, a sweeping uh approval rating for for wakanda forever i wouldn't say approval there's a lot more apathy to it i feel mm-hmm. like than than you're thinking okay. uh yeah it I don't hear a lot about it. Like, you know, like the fact that it's here at all, I think is kind of surprising and a miracle considering you know, the achievement that the first Black Panther was. And that's coming from a person that Black Panther wouldn't be probably in my top 15 MCU movies. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be the last of its breed. I feel like for quite a while, uh, at least until Todd Phillips knocks out that second Joker movie. Um, I now hold on a second. Rich, you're gonna don't. We're recording, Rich. <laughs> yeah, that movie. That movie's gonna be. Uh, here's what I love about that movie. That movie's gonna infuriate its original audience, and I'm gonna be fucking thrilled to see all those fucking green vest wearing motherfuckers bitching about this movie online. That's gonna be a goddamn musical with Lady Gaga, and I'm fucking here for it. It's going to suck. It's going to be fucking terrible, but I'm fucking here for it. Because it's going to just piss those little babies off. I hope you're right, and I don't think you're going to (laughs) be. I think think it's going to swing a different direction that we're not ready for. Mm, Um, I think it's going to be like, what if Taxi Driver was a musical, guys? (laughs) With all cello. What a fucking idea, Todd. Uh, I'm taking fucking Elvis next. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Baz Luhrmann. If Guillermo del Toro is not my cup of tea, uh, Baz Luhrmann is not my cup of fucking Coke. Uh, 
Tom Hanks gives one of the worst performances I have ever seen now, in film history. Here's the thing, like, because people saw Elvis, so they know that that performance is bad. But nobody saw that aforementioned Zemeckis Pinocchio, so no one knows if his Geppetto is even worse. I've I, seen- I, so in preparation for this draft, Earlier this week, I thought maybe I'll try to knock out Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first 20 minutes of Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the moment that Tom Hanks started speaking, this this popped into my brain, which is I was like, why is he doing an Eastern European Winnie the Pooh impression? <laughs> <laughs> which it's just bonkers. It's crazy. I, I don't want to get to the point where he's in movies like that Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out, but I feel like we're getting there almost. You're talking blood and honey? Blood and honey. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if at the end of blood and honey, the Winnie the Pooh killer tipped up the mask and it was Tom Hanks. Then I'm in, of course. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's so fucking sugary and fucking, and I don't mean like, like typical biopic sugary it's just got like this Baz fucking glaze on it yeah. that I hate as a film. Um, but, and I, I'm not the person that will trumpet the, as Connor said earlier, the impression that is getting acknowledged and probably going to be uh, awarded possibly again. You're talking but about an impression, there's, baby. There, there's something about Austin Butler's charisma and what he does throughout the movie that just, just, gets a step above to me where like I really hope if Colin Farrell doesn't win at least it's him so it's more of like a crowning of somebody that's I think gonna be something mm-hmm. and he's the only thing that made me get through the movie so for that I have to give him give him a little bit of flowers the charisma's dripping it's dripping yeah the SNL hosting the charisma was oh. dripping and 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 the women are dripping in the first uh the first scene where he's like really on that scene is is probably a top 10 scene of all these movies of the year for me i did that, get that, to watch that scene in the first 20 minutes of elvis yeah that scene is that scene is is fucking that fire. wasn't the scene that made you stand up and, and turn it off and walk away yeah when elvis's head hits a light pole and flies off <laughs> i was like i'm done um I mean, the fact that you figure 10 minutes before that you got through he's white, which is impressive because when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this meme to death. But seeing it in the context of the movie, what am I doing here? I just would like to go on record uh, to, to both of you who, who we all participate in a fantasy movie league together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd like to to formally acknowledge that I, I am beginning to hoard Austin Butler stock uh, mm. simply because. Uh, I'm going to turn into an insufferable Dune boy by the end mm. of this year because mm. Dune was my favorite movie of last year. Wow. I loved Dune. I was shocked that I loved Dune, but I loved Dune. And I am ready to go to the fucking theater and see Dune part two and be like, take me away, boys. I'm Pour the spice down my throat. I'm not shocked that you loved Dune. <laughs> I, I do, I'm not... I don't like Dune the franchise. Speaking but of I dripping, love that was Dune. dripping with six different meanings. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Negative, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know, I know, I know how I sounded. <laughs> um, I'll say this, uh, man. 
I know people that hate Elvis the movie, and I know people that fuck. We know people that fucking love Elvis the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't. I, all I know is that. Well, let me actually let me let me pose the question. Did anyone else growing up have an Elvis phase? <laughs> I didn't, but I had friends that did. Okay, so it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, like an uncommon thing i no. neither did nor have friends who did and i do <laughs> okay, think well. it was an uncommon thing <laughs> you figure when we were kids that was like elvis nostalgia reached a peak with like the stamps and yep. it was like i think an anniversary of something so there was like a little moment it was a, it was like elvis was in the air early to mid 90s like... also lisa marie presley being at the forefront <laughs> of tabloids with michael jackson yep. and stuff that all kind of created this perfect storm of like knowing who elvis was as a child whereas now, i got i got I remember who elvis is i remember i had the elvis cologne okay wow. well that, yeah I'm... that was now that i know was weird yeah that was that, weird. that's that's psychotic is what yeah it <laughs> yeah no i understand that uh, we worked through that also uh, to make to put it in the context for Connor, rich and i rich and i are definitely not dune people no. um which as i say that i probably might need to bleep i don't know um but uh, I'm glad now that I know how much I can run you up in the fall league for Dune 2. Yeah, I yeah. should have played yeah, my you really. And I say guys. that, and I, I'm very much used, I'm I'm good at that, hence why Andrew's Angry paid like $60 for Babylon. But, uh, oh, I was right there with you bad, bidding that bad boy up. Oh, uh, yeah, you could, you could just see through him. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's going to be very fun, the, the summer league, when Oppenheimer and Barbie come out on the same weekend, and those are both stand things of his. But uh, I digress. I would uh, just like you to ask yourself really quickly whether I'm playing the extra long game knowing that you like to do that. Well, so here's the other thing is I could be also playing a game on top of you because I had it in that fall league and it's what won me the fall league on Oscar night because all the technical awards. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be right there bidding for it because I know it's value and it might have Lord of the Rings syndrome at that point where they're going to reward it yep. there. So, yep. so this is all going to end with Rich getting it and winning. So <laughs> we just fucked each other up. Horribly. Uh, that was Connor, it's, uh, it is Connor's pick. Uh, Connor, you have yet to take a wild card. I do, and I and that's and going you have to, no reason really, right? To take I, it. That's now. going to persist. Um, I got to keep the people interested until the end of the episode. Sure. Right? I got I to keep them hooked. Uh, yeah, these coming up, yeah, you do. Um, yeah, unless there's a real Mrs. Harris goes to Paris head out there who's just waiting for their moment. I'm dunking <laughs> all over Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> Um, I'm taking, I'm taking the last movie that I have seen, um, which I thought was fine, which got shit on like crazy. And I was prepared to hate and I watched it. I thought this is fine. And that's the whale. The whale oh, okay. is fine. Uh, it, it's, it's overwrought. Um, there's one performance that I think is actively bad. Uh, and the rest are fine. Who is uh, it? If you don't mind my asking, it's the, it's the ex-wife. Uh, okay. I, I thought she was actively that that was an actively bad performance. Um, and there are some others that straddled the line, uh, but it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, and and we like Brendan Fraser. He's he's a nice guy. Uh, so let's take it for the let's take it for the Encino Man. Every clip I've seen of it, I was like thinking. First of all, at a certain point, people were thinking the movie wasn't even real. Because the only thing they released was the one picture of him. It became the poster. Everyone's yeah. like, "This isn't real. This, this, there's no way this thing actually exists." Yeah. Um, and then now that I see like like some clips circulate and like some of the CGI and some of the acting, I'm just like, 
not sure how I'm going to feel when I actually finally watch it because it feels very bad SNL sketchy to me. <laughs> I get that. I get that criticism. Um, it, it is it is extremely obvious when you watch this movie that it was a play. It like it yeah. leaps off of the the screen because it's all kind of same location set. Um, yeah, but but it's fine. It's fine. Like, I, it was the highest movie left on my list, and that includes three movies that I've seen. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to catching. And I, fucking, I'm a Hong Chow freak. I have Sadie Sinkstock out the wazoo. So that's why I was uh, worried it was going to be one of those two that you weren't a fan of for the performance. So, no, I I, I also like Hong Chow. I think Hong Chow is fine in this movie. Um, again, it's kind of a little bit of an overwrought part. Um, and uh, Hong Chao is certainly better in this movie than Hong Chao is in the menu, which uh, I think the menu is a piece of garbage. And Buddy, that's my I just, spicy yeah, take. Wrong. I just, You're, that I is... just rewatched it today and it was my second wildcard pick. <laughs> uh, I think the menu's bad. And I was shocked that people were like, Hong Chao deserved a nomination for the menu. I was like, she didn't have a fucking character in that movie. She doesn't yeah. do anything. Um, yeah, that's a that's a bit that's a bit much for me. But uh but yeah, I, I fucking ride ride with that movie. So that's fine. Yeah. Yes, same. Uh, that was number four on my wild card. Um, my wild card. I'll fucking just do it now. Was uh, no oh, you, jackass. Well, oh, save, save. Don't save because yeah, don't save. I'll say. I'll say number. I'll say number three. I'll save number three for last. I'll save the rest of it for last. But number. But unless it comes up. But the menu was my number four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. The whale. Um. I haven't seen it. Don't know that I'm gonna, but I'll tell you this right now. Fraser's Fra- Mr. Fraser's campaign in horde. Mm-hmm. Uh he he is he is pressing flesh, he is doing events, he is he has got the charm dialed up to a million, but then also did like the really somber uh WTF episode where he talked about you know Hollywood Foreign Press a little bit. And uh, but then you know he'll be doing a live, uh, uh, you know, thing where he's you know talking about oh man yeah I'll still run into Paulie wheezing the juice oh boy oh wheeze the juice gotta <clears throat> wheeze the juice gotta wheeze the juice um, so I I think he is like I don't know man I think he's he's got a good track to win best best actor I think so too I I think he will be the winner I'm still a little befuddled at. The, the supportingness of Kihu Kwan. Uh, I'm glad it is because he's going to win it as it mm-hmm. as he deserves as one of the best, you know, out of nowhere performances in a movie in quite some time. But like, that's a lead performance. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and he very easily, I feel like, could have beaten anybody in this category had he been there as well. So I feel like they just had an Encino Man pack where it's like, no, I'll go in this category, man. Don't worry about it. I like, I mean, look, uh, maybe the my favorite movie I've ever had in a movie theater was I went to see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the Music Box in Chicago during on 70 mil uh, during the 70 millimeter festival. And it was completely sold out, absolutely packed. Uh, I think I told this story once on Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. So for real, uh, channel heads, sorry. Um, but uh, we're, we're sitting in the theater and that moment in Last Crusade happens where they're in Nazi Germany and uh, Sean Connery comes up to a Nazi and he says, oh, maybe you goose-stepping fools should try reading a book instead of burning one. And a woman in the very back row of this theater stood up, turned to the crowd, and said, you're goddamn right! And we all went, yeah! 
And it was the most <laughs> proud I've ever been to live in Chicago. And uh, I literally, the proudest I've ever been to be a fucking American was that moment. And uh, uh, it was wonderful. And so I say this to say, I love Kiwi Kwan. I love uh, Short Round. I love Indiana Jones, love the Goonies. Um, I, I I think that the fact that Kiha Kwan is, is up there for the best supporting actor to me is like 80% narrative and 20% performance. Like, oh. it's just so different. It's such a different, like he's not doing that much. And <laughs> sci-fi stuff. Anyway, it's a weird take. Uh, uh, the, the, how do I say this without like, I mean, it's been out a year, fuck you. Uh, it's the Oscar pop, we're gonna spoil shit. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, fast forward. Um, the, I would, in a certain universe, like to do laundry and taxes with you stretch that scene right there locks up any any race or conversation immediately from what he's doing in four different worlds at the same time um but yeah it's not a supporting performance so i'm glad he's I getting get an award for it but yeah. you know um yeah, uh, Samantha Morton is the actress who plays uh the, the ex-wife and i fucking hate that actress so you're right <laughs> Okay, great. Never liked her, so you are correct. Uh, Rich, you got two. Uh, for my first pick, uh, I'm going to just go based solely off the reputation of Roger Deakins. I'm going to go Empire of Light. Okay. Uh, Fair I haven't seen it, I probably won't it. see it. But yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with Deakins, right? This is one of the aforementioned um, movies by names you would expect to be represented more, being yes. the Sam Mendes movie of the year. So Yeah. And Olivia yes. Coleman, who was not nominated as everyone thought. Partying well, with the Deke. Um, but yeah, you know, uh it it did kind of have just kind of like the stink of like trying to paint like like fucking paint by numbers your Oscars, your Oscar nominations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like if it just smells too much, it just rejected. It's, it was totally see-through. Uh I'm gonna uh buy some more stock in my Brian Tyree Henry futures uh and draft Causeway. Uh, Apple from Apple TV Plus. So I watched this. Uh huh. I watched. Oh, so it. clearly, you didn't like it. <laughs> it was maybe one of the most existing movies ever. <laughs> like, I I remember seeing the trailer for like out of fucking nowhere and being like, "Well, it doesn't look like Ryan Tyler Henry's in it that much, he, and I don't really care for Jennifer Lawrence that much." They're so, both very good. As you'd expect, uh, Jennifer Lawrence shines in smaller movies and parts like this. And Brian Tyree Henry can do no wrong and do everything, do anything. But like, there, it's just a big nothing burger of a story. It's it's the most like small town flatline indie movie that I just cannot stand because it's a it's a microscopic character story, character study that has no real character to it, <laughs> and it also has like one really good scene in the last like 15 minutes that totally ruins the entire movie that you've just seen. <laughs> so it's like, well, fuck me. That's the one thing we had going for it. And now you just ruined it. So yeah, was, was not a fan of this. Um, but we've been talking about how Brian Tyree Henry, we've talked about the Atlanta folks going to have, uh, yeah. you know, all nominations I, and we're already halfway there. I, I got a little worried uh, for, for old, uh, BTH uh, uh, amid him. Uh, uh no not even eternals as much as i loved uh the movie but godzilla versus kong uh i wasn't 
thrilled to see him in it because like oh this is this is my trash but you're better than my trash how i feel <laughs> how i feel seeing like keith stanfield in the haunted mansion in the haunted mansion yes i was just about to fucking say i was like yep. and and seeing like who else is in it it's like but but could it be good though but that's just that's just lakeith playing tricks on me maybe they sit alone in a four corner room staring at candles he's got a lakeith you guessing are they gonna say lakeith assance i'm like you can't be a renaissance if <laughs> you're just starting also don't lakeith us guessing and tell us what your next pick is buddy <laughs> Okay, there it is. That's a segue. Well, uh, yeah, you set me up for it. I know we've we've exhausted uh, the movies that I've seen. So now it's honestly it's more about actively avoiding things than than knowing exactly what I want here. Uh, but I'm going to take a movie that I almost saw, uh, which I, I asked uh, my my lovely wife, "Do you want to see this?" And she said, "That sounds sad." No, uh, which is I'm I'm going to take women talking here. Um, nice movie left on my list. Yeah, if if for nothing else. Uh, then for the fact that I've got some real stock in several of these actors, big Jesse Buckley head, mm-hmm. love Jesse yes. Buckley. Um, yes, yes, yes. In the Last Daughter, Jesse Buck. Oh, great in the last, the lost, uh, the lost daughter. Jesse Buckley's going to have an Oscar statue within the next five years. Lock mm-hmm. it down. Uh, and uh, I gotta take, I gotta take this if for no other reason than it's part of the, the Paddington extended universe due to the presence of my guy Ben Wishaw, <laughs> aka the voice of Paddington. Um, Paddington in Peru, I'm waiting for you. Uh, I, I'll meet you at the top of the Statue of Liberty at midnight. Uh, I'm here. I, it's the Empire State Building in Sleepless in Seattle. It's not the Statue of no, Liberty. No, I, I know. I was like, wait a second. Is yeah. he writing Sleepless in Seattle with him and Paddington Bear? Who's yes, who? it is. Who uh, is who? I, oh, I, we're both Tom Hanks. <laughs> and and we, we both have deep uh, Winnie the Pooh accents. <laughs> uh, but uh paddington 2 is the greatest movie uh, of the last 10 years that's all oh, i say. i want to fucking so bad now rewrite every romantic comedy just as either both women or both dudes and just see what the fuck happens yeah, there you go. <laughs> or both bears or both bears both bears, bears. Yeah. Both bears. Um, uh uh on so uh queer movie night uh released a, a little oscars special Slash announcing their next uh, season, and mm. uh, Deborah Duncan told a very similar story, asking her wife to, if she wanted to see uh, women talking, and she's like, "What's it about?" And she told her, "He's like, well, who's in it?" And she told her who's in it, and she's like, "Well, that's just going to make me even more sad because they're all going to make mm. me believe it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was um, if I had more time this week, was going to be the thing I rented first and just ran out of time. So um, I, I will see it eventually. Uh, all right, I got two here. Um, it's the year of the donkey. Give me EO. Oh, baby, Captain. I know it's got. I, I know it's got a donkey in it, and I love Captain EO. Um, are we allowed to like Captain EO? I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, God damn it, my little coding. I keep doing it wrong. Uh, yeah, it seems every year it seems like there's a, an international feature that seems you know more fun, and this seems like the one that was that's fun. I know nothing about it, so it, it revolves around donkeys. So that's that's good enough for me. And I'll confuse people who vote thinking I did take Captain EO. Oh, boy. And then from there, I just don't fucking. Uh, there's one movie I still have seen that I don't want to take. Um, and I'm not going to um, yep, not gonna, not gonna do it yet because I'm going to need a good solid 10 minutes on that one. Uh, so I'll take living. Oh, you son of a bitch. Right. Oh, I'll take living. Bill Nye. That's, that's a fucking value pick. That is a value pick. 
Bill Nighy, you know, every year we have the esteemed actor, probably British, getting his Lifetime Achievement nomination. And I don't even know if Bill Nighy probably already been nominated. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I don't think he had been. He's I don't think he has like either. four Oscars, you guys. <laughs> this is Daniel Day-Lewis. He just aged really quickly. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Bill Nighy. Shout out to Shaun of the Dead. So uh, I ran it under a cold tap. And shout out to his, uh, he's the best part of Love Actually, so. Yeah. Uh, Bill Nye, because I've already referenced Paddington 2, there's two movies that I've seen that I have actively sobbed <laughs> in the theater while watching to the point where several people looked at me like, is this motherfucker sobbing in this theater? during? Is this motherfucking adult man sobbing during the climax of Paddington 2? And I was like, <laughs> you're goddamn right I am. Uh, the other was uh, a wonderful film called About Time, which if you haven't seen, mm. you got to see. Bill Nye is phenomenal in this movie. Uh, it's great. Shout out to about. I, I would have lost so much money because I thought that sentence was going to end with Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> the man's chest was dead. <laughs> um, don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to Connor. Connor. Okay. Um, let's take Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Yeah! <laughs> on the board baby that's how it gets you man that's how it wears yeah. down mrs harris is going to paris and i'm going all the way to the top of the of the twitter poll that, baby that is that is winning you this draft yeah hell yeah uh love love mrs harris love paris what more <laughs> can i say how do you feel about going oh places? love going i love going right, here's a fun game here's a fun game you each get three guesses name one after in this movie oh man emma thompson okay. nope Oh, that's I don't know who uh, else you would cast as Mrs. Harris. Uh, Steve Zahn. <laughs> oh, um, uh, 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 um, uh, Melda Staunton. That was gonna be my guess that's too. An amazing guess. Yeah, legitimately, that was gonna be my guess. Uh, yeah, I fucking know. Jesus Christ, that's a great guess. Oh, um, okay, let's we can do this. Um, let's go with Ray Winstone. <laughs> no, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> oh, oh, Vincent Cassell. <laughs> I don't know why I took John Cassell. I'm like, Richie's been dead 40 years. Jean Dujardin. <laughs> no. Bruno Kirby. You mean Bessa? Uh, stop naming dead people I miss. <laughs> Brittany uh, Murphy. All right, I'm stopping you. All right, the only three people that I recognize are four people. <laughs> Leslie Manville is the oh, that's the titular. Is Mrs. Harris, Harris herself? Oh. Uh, Isabel Hubert, uh, Lambert Wilson, you know the Merovingian from the Matrix franchise, and Jason Isaacs. Who I thought somebody might actually say. Just throwing out a. a I we probably would have gotten there. You would have gotten the Jason Isaacs, yeah, definitely. Leslie Manville is what uh, what we all call where we live uh, when we really stand Leslie Man. Oh, that's yeah. that's where I call that's what I call one of my testicles. <laughs> the right <laughs> one's Leslie Manville. <laughs> uh, okay, it's back to me, huh? Yeah, you get two here, Rich. Um, I'm I'm taking what is maybe a controversial pick because of how it's here, but it's apparently a really good fucking movie that no one's ever gonna see i'm gonna take to leslie oh because also i need to support fellow podcasters in the form of mark maron who plays opposite uh titular leslie i'm this was literally the most predictable pick of this entire draft i would have bet (laughs) my life that rip would end up with to leslie after the wtf talk 
Yep, I, I thought it was going to happen earlier out of necessity. Yeah. Um, I was never going to take this movie. It was honestly probably last or next to last on my list just because I, I cannot. What is the uh, what is the phrase that Tommy Lee Jones said to uh, Jim Carrey? Uh, I cannot condone your foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't condone what happened here with this movie. And that's because no. somebody who absolutely loved Andrea Riseborough and Possessor. Fucking killer performance. She's a great actress, but you can't make twenty seven thousand bucks and get nominated for an Academy Award. You're- I I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, but you know what? <laughs> I I I don't fucking hate how it happened. Like the fucking grassroots ass, fucking backdoor ass, like friend of a friend of a friend ass social media campaign. Can it be grassroots when like Edward Norton is tweeting up? That's a yeah, grassroots. As, yeah, because they didn't fucking, pay, or maybe they like slipped him a couple bucks, you know, on fucking Venmo or something. But like, they didn't like. They're not out like running full fucking campaigns, like like a studio backed camp. They did it because the studio dropped the ball and distribution dropped the ball and didn't like get the fucking movie out to people. Like it's and 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 it sucks that. Uh, 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 that there are people that did get fucking snubbed that absolutely deserve to be nominated in this in this category, but I think what sucks more is that those fucking studios didn't run a goddamn campaign to yeah. get their actors nominated for the fucking movie. That's what should have fucking happened, and we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't it, be here if that it happened. Still, it still feels like a misappropriation of hubris to me, and I just... I agree, but if it changes just whoever spends the most like is gonna accumulate like a a decent amount of success if it disrupts that to use a shitty fucking turn of phrase like i don't see that as a necessarily a bad thing i feel like it was poorly deployed in this case Mm -hmm. but i i like the spirit behind it connor uh, on on the topic of Andrea Riseborough, Mullet wasn't uh, a misappropriation of hubris. The subtitle of Birdman is one hundred percent something that's going to come out of Inarito's dumb fried head. <clears throat> and I say that for the way his hair looks and nothing else. It sounded bad. <laughs> you got one more, right, Rip? Yeah, yeah, I got one more. Um, and I was very tempted just for the segue uh, when you mentioned yep. Inaritu. I know. But I am resisting that temptation, and I am taking Argentina 1985. Damn it. Oh, damn. My next pick. Because I think it's, it's the last confirmable good movie that's that's here. It's true. It's something that I know won something and <laughs> probably earned it. Yeah, we are we are solidly in the fourth, fourth wide receiver range of the draft oh yeah yeah who knows which one of us is going to take their brock purdy here <laughs> oh boy time to do some quick googling oh God. <laughs> clock i know you just started the clock <laughs> i'm gonna take oh boy all right i guess i gotta take the one that i feel like i'm most likely to potentially see that's left on this <laughs> list with a reminder for those of you considering stopping listening that I still got a fun ass wild card to take in the next round. Yep. Um, Rip left it by the side of the road. I'm going to take Bardo an unexpected tale of innocence. Uh, you know, maybe I'll see it. Probably not. Who fucking knows? <laughs> I, if I can never give Anarito a, a fucking penny of my well-earned money, Ever again, that'd be a good day for me. And that's somebody who ended up liking 
I, I like the Revenant. I, I actually what turned you off. It just I, I, I hate Babel. I hate Birdman. I hate. Uh, there's another one. Roma. Um, no, Roma. Roma, Roma was Corlone. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were trying to trap me, and it almost worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, just something about him and the way he makes his movies and the way that he talks about his movies is just a complete antithesis to me as a, a Bong Joon-ho or a Scorsese or like how those other like upper echelon directors talk. Like, I feel like he's talking at me and not with me about movies. And it's just, I just don't like the vibes. Birdman slaps, dude. Good. I like Birdman. I double featured Birdman in the theater on the same night with Whiplash, and that was a goddamn good night of movies. That'll that's 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 fucking jazz in your ass, yeah, right that's there. That's jazz, baby. Now that's jazz. <laughs> that's ooh drums, yeah. drums. Of course, the long-awaited sequel. Now that's jazz. The Aren't trumpet. <laughs> Damien Chazelle is going to start a now. That's what I call jazz series of CDs. <laughs> Um, sold at Starbucks. God damn, I'm stalling here because I don't want to talk yep. about any of these. All right, I gotta. You gotta take two with these last four, and I gotta take the one that I've seen, yep. which sucks. I'm taking Blonde. Yeah, it was. I've been talking a lot throughout this podcast about the hearsay of movies building up to when you actually see it, and largely, if it's positive. I'm in agreement or slightly disappointed. If it's negative, I'm always a little more positive just in general. This is the rare case where I'm like, everyone nailed it. <laughs> everyone got their feelings on this movie totally accurate. This is uh, a movie. This is made by a, a person who absolutely hates the concept of women. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Eli Roth has never made a torture porn as good as this. And I think Ana de Armas deserved her nomination because she was literally put through the worst ringer I've ever seen in my entire life. In I think that's literally just like yes. what it is. Like yes. every time someone opens their mouth about her performance, they're just like, wow, you really Woo! you went through a lot. Yeah, she, she went through a lot. She does a pretty convincing job in certain cases of like making you suspend your disbelief. And then there's other times where she totally doesn't, like the, the 900th time she goes, Daddy. But um, it was around the last 30 minutes of this movie is the close. If you can get it that far, you're in. And the movie's like, Are you sure? Like the last 30 minutes of the movie, you're like, Are you sure? And will a talking fetus and JFK calling her a little slut while she blows him gonna make you think you can get through it? And then you do. And then you're like, I should have stopped watching this. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, That's cinema. <laughs> <laughs> if I want that, I'll just rewatch Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 again. <laughs> it's JFK's in Twilight? <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's in the deleted scenes. Oh. I watched a version that I got on like a fucking bootleg site. It's great, though. Um, That's not how these vampires can gleam in the sun. Uh, um, yeah, man, I have a feeling like that would have been this year's Spencer for me. Like I started in 10 minutes. I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to keep doing this. I have a feeling having not seen either movie. I have a feeling that is 
incredibly insulting to Spencer. No, 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 no. It's actually pretty accurate because that's the closest I've come to turning a movie off since like we've been doing this this podcast for like 10 or 15 years about the I, I straight up like had the realization while I was 10 minutes into Spencer of like oh I have agency in this I can <laughs> watch something else yeah it which I, which I, I wish had come before I had watched fucking being the Ricardos <laughs> yeah I hated Spencer a lot more than I hated Blonde because I Kristen Stewart versus Ana de Armas is an easy argument for me uh, in terms of like acting ability and there are a couple stretches of blonde where the the style of it does kind of impress um it's just the substance is is actually offensive so um and from yeah. there when uh pick, well can i real quick uh, yeah yeah when uh when prince charles put his dick between two plexiglass things i also had to turn off spencer <laughs> don't worry prince harry will start doing that for attention soon <laughs> Um all right, get us get us started on the uh the last the last round here, Mullet. Look, every single year we have to talk about her. And uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> look. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a flyer in these two random international. I just spent an entire phone conversation explaining to my father who this woman is <laughs> earlier today. I'm I'm gonna take tell it like a woman. Uh, the annual Diane Warren Award. You know what's even maddening about this? She's getting an honorary Oscar this year. And she yeah. still got nominated. Yeah. Um, it it's also like getting inducted into the, the WWE Hall of Fame and having a match at WrestleMania that same year. <laughs> it's an anthology uh, movie. That no one gives a shit. Don't just literally don't say a single true fucking thing about this movie. That whatever you fucking say. Do do we have to read all of her? Oh no! Like, give me three facts about Tell Like a Woman. Go. Uh, uh wait, what did you say? Give me three facts about tell it like a woman. Go. Oh, uh, I was gonna give you three facts about Diane Warren. Was that she's gotten like ninety top ten hits? It also stars Eva Longoria, and it's also apparently kind of Italian. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that, that's my draft. Wow. All right. Can we? So should we? What's more dramatic? Which of these international films doesn't get taken or what Connor takes as well? Yeah, card? let me just go ahead and yeah, you go. Uh, yeah, take yeah. um uh we got close. Yeah, close yep. here. Yep. Close, which is a oh, where is it? It's a uh, coming of age French slash Dutch movie. I take close. Uh, because I don't believe in telling uh, our young women to be quiet. They should they should speak their minds. A rare loss uh, in the Irish year because the Quiet Girl is an Irish movie. So, oh, Oscar's so Irish. Oscar's so, so Irish. All right, so the Quiet Girl is the movie that uh, didn't get picked as actually nominated. Another uh, coming of age drama uh, set in Ireland in 1981. That follows a withdrawn nine-year-old girl who experiences a loving home for the first time when she spends the summer on the farm with distant relatives. Yep. Uh, okay. I um I am going to chat to Mullet what I think Connor's okay. pick is going to be. I have no clue. I have one other movie that was on my list, and then um we'll see how well Rich knows Connor. Connor. Well, Maybe not. 
You want to, I'll tell you one thing, which is I feel like this movie is not one that on paper you would think I would stand as hard. Well, to. then, okay. <laughs> no, I said that to you. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I didn't get anything. <clears throat> I forgot you were his arcade audio host. Would you like me to? Uh, uh, I'm going to go into it. I'm, I'm going to pick the movie that I had the best time in a theater of this year at. Uh, and a couple quick shout outs to other movies that I considered for this slot. Uh, we mentioned we mentioned the bad guys. The bad guy's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, for some reason, no one in the world's talking about Prey anymore. We talked about Prey. For I a week. Prey was was gonna be if I didn't get an open jackass forever. Yeah, we stopped talking. We stopped talking about Prey. Prey's fun. Uh, Hustle is a good movie. I Fuck, enjoyed Hustle. Yes. Um, Shit. Adam Sandler, good performance. He he could easily belong in the the best actor uh category here and and Juancho Hernan Gomez very good Anthony Edwards very good yeah uh Matisse Thibel pretty bad yeah. um but that's fine <laughs> uh, uh, a close runner up to what I could take <clears throat> here no no one in the world seems to be talking about cha-cha real smooth uh real mm-hmm. into I I'm I'm a I'm here for Cooper Rife into Cooper Rife uh really enjoyed cha-cha real smooth really enjoyed shit house which is a great movie I would recommend people go see it uh, but my number one wild card of the year, the most fun I had in a movie theater in 2022. Uh, I'm not a horror movie guy, but it's, it. Bar- it's Barbarian. Yeah, I just, uh, I put Barbarina, which is <laughs> Barbarina is like Stripperella's sister. Um, <laughs> Barbarian fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. Um, I, I, a few months ago, my college improv group had our, our 20th, our 20th or 25th, I don't remember, anniversary. And uh, it was this big reunion weekend where a bunch of people came into town and uh, four of us stayed in a house together. And we kind of came home somewhat early from one of the nights of things. And I was like, guys, we should watch Barbarian. Uh, I was the only one who'd seen it. We watched Barbarian in an Airbnb that we were renting. Uh, and it literally made my friend pass out. <laughs> in the first 25 minutes, nothing had happened on tension alone. He passed out. This is like uh, an early 30s white man. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, a mid 30s white man gotcha. passed out. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> it fucking rules. I've watched it twice. Um, I've been trying to fucking get Charlie to watch it for like months. And... Yes, it's great. Uh, again, not a horror movie guy. Um, the, the first 25, 30 minutes of Barbarian are an absolute <clears throat> masterclass. I loved it. Yep. Um, and, the, and Barbarian has literally my favorite moment from any movie of the entire year. Uh, which again, we're at the very end of an Oscars podcast, so I don't feel bad about spoiling this. But but the smash cut to Justin Long driving a convertible down the Pacific oh, Coast Highway, uh, singing the song about Ricky Tiki Tavi, um, just crushed uh, me. Connor, what were some of those other uh, honorable mentions again? Uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Got it. Uh, the Bad Guys, Prey, Hustle. Um, I also wrote down Bodies, 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 but I didn't really like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, that was my deep backup, which I didn't need to have because no. there were yeah. only three of us. Yeah, um, like I, I also had uh, weird, which I, I enjoyed, but like you don't really think about after the yeah. fact. Didn't watch. Um, I wasn't sure if you would consider because I also kind of got thrown into like the TV role because the Roku TV. Yeah. Before I put Chip and Dale, if, oh. it, if, it, mm. if it could even qualify oh, yeah. as an animated feature, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Bar- my viewing experience of Barbarian was equally wild. I saw it uh, on a work trip by myself oh, <laughs> in <yeah>. the theaters. <laughs> And I was, it was similar to Top Gun. It was just like everyone in the theater was like, we know what we're doing. It's Sunday at 7 p.m. We're watching fucking Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
again, I'm the same way, not a horror guy. I would throw Smile in there as well. Um, I, I dug the shit out of Smile, and it's another like last 20 minutes movie that fucked me up for quite a while. So um, that would be that would be another one I would I would throw up there. But damn, it's a good fucking pick. Fuck. It is a travesty, a travesty that Barbarian didn't get nominated for like best makeup. If oh sure, else. it's so good. Uh, just just for for the mother alone, it should have been nominated. Mullet, so. any other uh, honorable mentions? Uh, I the three I had were Nope, The Menu, and The Woman King. So those I I've yep. exhausted mine. All right. Uh, a mild shout out to I Want You Back, the the romantic comedy starring Charlie Day and uh, Jenny Slate. Again, okay. we're, we're all here for Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched, for Charlie Day, I'll say, yep, as I, I go watched, through the Sunny rewatch. I've seen the first two thirds of We're All Going to the World's Fair, which was enjoyable. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's uh, about all that I saw that that uh, that deserves a shout out here. Yeah, I'm double checking, making sure I'm not forgetting anything. It was it was a weird year in terms of uh, prestige, like like blockbusters, because um, Lightyear was meh. Uh, all the all the superhero movies were meh. Sonic the Hedgehog two kind of rips. Um, if if you like, especially when you see it like 15 fucking times, like I've had to see it with my with my daughter loving it. Well, especially if you want to watch the last performance of Jim Carrey. That too. Uh, DC League of Super Pets actually also kind of rips a little bit. Um, it has a lot of fun. It's weird you get an animated movie with bleeps in it, but that movie has like three of them, and it's kind of kind of wild. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, I think that's guys. Oh, I have one more, but go ahead, Rich. Black Adam. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> he's, he's been waiting the whole time. The Rich. hierarchy of power in the DC universe changed for a second yeah to the end no it did change the opposite direction that that movie was going into yeah. uh violent night was the other one i wanted to shout out oh yeah very much in the megan cocaine bear you know like elevated b-movie genre that's now yeah. burgeoning uh yeah it's it it's fucking a good ass time so two good uh leguizamo performances this year yeah oh yeah i love 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 him in the menu <laughs> um, I want to see Connor's face. <laughs> he's fine. Uh, so to recap, uh, I drafted first, and I uh, my roster of films are Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Batman, The Banshees of Inisherin, Jackass Forever, Avatar: The Way of Water, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, RRR, Empire of Light, Causeway, Two Leslie, Argentina, nineteen eighty five, and Close. Connor. Uh, I drafted second. I was the creamy filling of this draft sandwich. Uh, shout out to our old pal, Bill Arnett. Uh, I drafted number one, Tar. <laughs> number two, The Fablemans. Number three, Babylon. Number four, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Uh, number five, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Number six, After Sun. Number seven, The Sea Beast. Number eight, The Whale. There's a theme there. Number nine, Women Talking. Uh, number 10, Mrs. Harris goes to fucking Paris. Uh, uh, number 11, Bardo, an unexpected tale of innocence. And number 12, Barbarian. Marce- you said Marcel the Shell with shoes on, like Ron Burgundy preparing to read the news. Marcel the Shell the with shell. shoes on. <laughs> I, uh, I, rounded, well, I rounded the son of a bitch up. Um, my first pick was Top Gun Maverick. 
then second, Triangle of Sadness, third, Nope, fourth, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, fifth, All Quiet on the Western Front, sixth, Turning Red, seventh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, eight, Elvis, nine, Eo, ten, Living, eleven, Blonde, and twelve, Tell It Like a Woman. Damn, I tell it like a woman. Let's go, girls. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Three possible jokes rolled into one almost. Yeah, for real. Um, Hell yeah. I feel better about this year after talking about this year with you all. Yeah, right? Which means means this concept works. I also really didn't miss talking about the individual categories oh no 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 we'll never do that shit again because <laughs> it's redundant yeah it's like just talk just cover all the, the movies you know yeah. i i maintain that i think this is just a bad oscar nominations year more yeah than else. like there's a lot of good stuff left out in the cold um just the and and really this just underscores just the total exclusion of nope it's just inexcusable over yeah. some of this stuff like it's crazy that there's no not not even a single nomination for nope we didn't even mention the woman king i was gonna um, say that yeah. like none of us having seen it that's probably gonna that's probably the more egregious one on paper and might be the from some people's thoughts the most egregious one just in, in actual practice um that's a both movies are sure-fired hits like movies that did business mm-hmm. yeah that just are not here in a movie like the whale which made like eight million dollars is that and and I'll tell you again, Woman King, zero, zero campaigning, zero publicity. Yeah. Whereas A twenty four has got that shit fucking down. Oh, A twenty four is making Harvey Weinstein look worse than he is in a totally different way. Just from how <laughs> fucking out there they are every single year now, just mm-hmm. fucking slaying it. Yeah, they and it's good our, because they, they put our boy Marcel the shell. At the Oscars. Hold on. I don't know what this shell stands for. Don't say our boy. That's your boy. He's my boy. Okay, I'll take full ownership. My second son, Marcel, my third son, my actual son, Paddington Bear, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Wait, uh, you hit you and Paddington well, are a father thing? I thought we were doing a sleepless in Seattle thing. Yeah, I'm meeting my beautiful son on top of the Empire State Building to smooch him at midnight. I well, I just want to send uh my thoughts to Milknose, who is now without a father, apparently. Oh, you're right. Well, it's because someone else won Milknose in the fantasy football That's league. That's true. The two I people that won Milk Milknose the, the most won a combined like seven for 18. That's <laughs> the last time I auto-draft, I'm telling you that much. <laughs> last time I play fantasy football, I'll tell you that much. Um, Alrighty, this is excellent. Rich, take us home. That's it, y'all. Um... Yeah, uh, follow at uh, Blank Slate Pod on Twitter because uh, that's where we do post the poll uh, for who wins this. It usually goes up like about a you know a few weeks later, so you know, we we know we're not at the top of everyone's podcast queue, you know. But hey, we're once a month, so hopefully we're not too much a burden. Um, yeah, uh, I- I'd say. Uh, Connor, you got anything to plug? Well, do you have any like uh, shows coming up or anything? I know you started doing some improv. Yeah, I, I can plug some stuff. Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm the dean of students at the Coalition Theater here in Richmond, Virginia, uh, and we got a we got a round of classes posting on Saturday, March 11th at noon. 
I worked real hard to put together. We got a great slate of teachers. We got a great slate of classes. Uh, if you're ever in Richmond, Virginia, come out to the Coalition Theater, see a show, rvacomedy.com. Uh, nothing like it, folks. Live theater. How about that for a plug? You think I got nothing to plug? I got stuff to plug. A dean, he says. Yeah, that's me. Mullet, what you got? Oh, nothing as important as that. Uh, <laughs> I got my, <laughs> I got my, uh, my other podcast, Mary with Movies, every single Friday here on the Arcade Audio Network of Shows. We're back after a, a mini hiatus because of uh, COVID and vacation, the uh, the cruise, if you will. Um, this week's episode that airs the same day as this is uh, Disorderlies, as I mentioned earlier. The Fat Boys got a movie in 1987 with Luke from General Hospital. So you know how good of a movie that was. Uh, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle, so I'll be back this week where I'm talking about Bad Blood 1997, a famous show because it's the first Hell in a Cell, the debut of Kane, and the night that Brian Pillman died and Vince McMahon immediately started exploiting his death. Um... And what else? I think that is it for now. Yeah. And uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to share uh, the thoughts of um, uh, the usual guest on the Oscar show, Tony Colt, who couldn't be here because he's been asleep for like four hours because he gets up like at 2.30 in the morning now. Um, uh, that soon we will be doing another draft. We might have to bring Connor back for. Uh, oh, baby. Oh yes, Tony. Tony wants to have some some basketball drafting happen. Oh baby! So we if we got a Hollywood hardwood it up. So. I was gonna say, who's to say we can't throw some some other little games in there? <laughs> only if Tony can't make it. That's the only way hardwood Hollywood hardwood works. If the plan deviates, <laughs> then we go into the multiverse where Hollywood hardwood happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> multiverse, I'm out. <laughs> Fine. I, I'm in this multiverse now where Hollywood Hardware's a one person project. Well, in that multiverse I'm in. Sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> See, it's a bad storytelling device. You can do whatever you want. Rich, do you have any plugs? I do. Um, come catch me doing live comedy next month uh at Piper's Alley, part of Comedy Sports, uh Friday, April 14th. Uh, I'll be in uh, their house party late night show. That's usually a good time. That's usually kicking back with a couple brewskis. Uh, probably the best uh, uh, live comedy show in Chicago. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's got like a real fun, like celebrity game night type of vibe to it. A uh, whole lot of fun. And then April 20th, I make my minor league debut. Um uh with uh comedy sports uh yeah so go to uh, com for uh more info tickets and all that good stuff follow me at rich cami on all socials especially tiktok uh where i get fucking zooted and watch rides and it's a great time had by all rich i uh after we're done i have a very important question about that for you to pose i may still sure. record just for my own benefit great yeah. Real quick, real um, quick, because yeah. I bear because I bared yes, my yes, you, my, sir. I bared my Dune soul. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to ask the two of you now that we've wrapped up the Oscars of twenty twenty two. What's mm. your most anticipated film of twenty twenty three? I am currently still trying to work out a way to fly to Portland to see on a back to back viewing on opening day with Andrew Zangry, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. Barbie on at least a hundred milligrams worth of drugs. 
I am so excited for that specific day in film. <laughs> That's going to be a wonderful day. I, I'm also going to try and double feature that. It's um, I, I, I hope that plane tickets somehow nosedive in terms of price and not actual planes. So that, that, would, that would be my pick. My serious pick would be Indiana Jones. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Um, I want to, I want to be fucking cool and say like killers of the flower moon. Yeah. You know, but like fucking TMNT mutant mayhem, man. Also, also fast X, but I was mostly about to TMNT. say the fact that the fast series had not gotten to mention here was about to bankrupt yeah. Vegas. Yeah. That looks like that could be the wildest worst movie of all time <laughs> yeah Taylor. oh i am actively hoping it is like i hope we get a full-on face-off scenario i hope momoa is actively fucking sponsored by fucking krispy kreme donuts yeah he looks fucking like <laughs> <laughs> fucking truly and he's just like wearing the most yet least layers at the same time it's incredible um there's there's theories about them going back in time which with the way they set shit up they might fucking do um i am i am so elated i cannot wait to see that movie but also teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem looks fucking sick yeah um what's what's your backup answer after uh dune 2 connor Oh, I mean, it's some of the boring ones, you know, it's the, it's killers, of the flower moon. Um, I, I'm pretty psyched about the killer, the David Fincher, Michael Fassbender yep. movie. I'll believe it when I see it, but yes, yeah, same, same I, so that, that's, that's pretty high up there for me. So I'll go with the, I'll go with those. <clears throat> Would you, I mean, like, like realistically, if you could trade the killer for like a third season of Mindhunter. Oh, I do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Right? I would. Yeah. yeah right? I, without a doubt. Yeah. I would do it. They could have done that, probably. Yeah. Um, it's crazy thought, but um, next week is our fantasy movie draft that we do over Zoom. Should I just so record, record that and like put it up in April? <laughs> Why the fuck not? Where we put it on? Bits, we put it on Patreon. The first one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll do it. And then we put it on the Patreon, and uh, whoever fucking wins the league gets uh, the Patreon money. Sure. <laughs> Sure, I'll take more money from you guys. It's fine. Oh, hey, hey, here's the guy, two the guy, fucking fifty. Yeah, the guy who knew how the scoring system worked when no one else did, rubed us all into a league, <laughs> and then brags when he wins. Rich can attest the fact that I win this a lot. I suck, <laughs> and that also is true. Um, I'm, I'd like to reiterate that if the entire world bands together and sees 80 for Brady in the next three days, we've got a chance, people. We can do this. I am also on Franchise Surprise. <laughs> You're still in your plug? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've worked it out, man, to where I live a very sloth-like uh, sloth lifestyle, but I still am very quite active. Um. <laughs> It's really, I've got it down. Um, we uh, we had our draft for, which is more of a nominating ceremony. Um, we had our draft for what our season five, six uh, franchise was going to be. And uh, I, my selection was uh, uh, chosen uh, of, of the Friday franchise. 
Uh, so I'm looking forward to revisiting uh, those first two films and seeing Friday After Next for the, the third time. Or the third time for the first time, sorry. Um, seeing it for the first time for the third time. Multiversal storytelling, man. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You're going to make him take a header on that treadmill behind him. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts? I was like, are your plugs done? No. Yeah, I'm done. Done. I'm done. I'm done plugging. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Also, eBay seller, Rich Cammy. Uh, got some really good cars up there. Right I look. I look forward to texting you boys on Sunday and watching the actual show as everyone on the internet jokes about how they're waiting for someone to get slapped, and there'll be oh, a joke. There'll be God, ooh, yeah. over under four and a half jokes about the slap. Over, 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 over. Uh, I over. okay. <clears throat> Given the fact that Jackass Forever came out this year, do you think someone is going to get slapped with the giant jackass hand oh, during the ceremony? That already that already happened at WrestleMania. True. Oh, they burned it. You can't do it within the same calendar year. You can't. It's a contractual thing. Yeah. Damn. And also, and also, we can't have like Wee Man body slam uh, fucking Jason Statham because <laughs> he already body slammed Sami Zayn in front of I, I don't know why I, I, the first thing that came to mind was Angela Bassett <laughs> <laughs> nah man she, she ain't selling for fucking Wee Man <laughs> well no she gets up and fucking Hogan sells it right after we're gonna start another podcast if we don't stop <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best sorry just to bring things full full circle uh, uh the best no sell of Hogan I've ever heard was Jesus I was listening Christ. to the WTF uh, shortly after Richard Belzer died and he and all Marin fucking said about it was like, yeah, he had a show for a while and uh, he had that thing where that wrestler guy like slammed him and he was a real dick about it. And it's like Hulk Hogan, the most famous guy ever. And he's that wrestler guy. <laughs> Let's fucking go, Mark Marin. I loved to hear it. Um, let's get out of here. We've been trying, Rich. <laughs> let me let me end the show. Go. For Connor. For Mo. This is Rip. Uh, thank you so much for shit. I didn't plug the whack pack. Thank you so much for it. listening. You predicted bastard. Thank you for listening to the blank slate. You can go and delete this now. Catch us later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.